0: Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad, a Monster Hearts. So, our camera opens up on a clear, starry summer evening. You can hear the faint sound of crickets humming off in the distance. You can see some nighttime fog beginning to roll on the ground. The moon is bright and full. In the distance, you hear a wolf howl its long call to its mates. We see a figure putting on some dark clothes, tying up a shoestring, and our camera kind of closes up in it so you see how how tight they tie it around their finger and make a, a bow there. And they step outside into the night evening. And the moon kind of casts a very ominous shadow about them. Our camera's sitting on their back. And as this kind of creepy music swells, as our camera pans around 180 to face our ominous figure, we see it's Kane holding a diet soda. (laughs)
1: Way better, way better
0: than normal. As Dr. Egan Evelyn and Iris all gather behind them, oh. each with like an overwhelming amount of camping gear on them. So they're, they're they're kind of like dropping shit as they go. Flashlights are in mouths trying to see where they're going. That's
1: why you always pack light, guys.
0: <laughs> and Kane as you see the little post sign that says this way to camp, you realize that you've been looking for your camp number. Which was number 1286. Oh, when you geez. all booked the camping site, y- you wanted to get the most remote spot so that you could you know really experience what it's like to be at, in real outdoors, especially Iris, you've never been camping.
2: Oh yeah. She's in full fishing gear.
0: <laughs> Kane, have you been camping? No, he hasn't. That's why he only brought a, a diet. Pod.
1: <laughs> He's like, this will get me.. <laughs>
0: and i'm gonna say because we haven't brought him back in a very long time you have someone accompanying you you hear the light rattle of the light blue cascading out of larry the fucking lantern larry! Yes! oh my yes! god
1: what a treat Aww, i'm spending you, the night with him
3: what <laughs> that was iris uh, yeah. yeah he
1: says that out loud uh Nothing,
3: nothing.
0: When when you all went into the society headquarters to get some camping gear in there, Larry heard that you were going camping and insisted that he come along because he wouldn't stop tapping Kane's Aww. leg until he said that he could go Aww. with it. Yes, we have a bond. You'll never understand,
1: Iris.
2: Oh, um, that's fine. I'm not threatened by that beautiful lantern. No, not at all. Oh, look, he's rubbing your abs. That's fine.
1: You could almost say Larry the lantern is your coffee jug. Jo- your coffee wait my coffee jo- <laughs> my larry the lantern is your coffee josh
2: he's your he's a good friend who you make coffee with
1: <laughs> silence Kate just kind of <laughs> stares he's like yeah yeah we'll say that.
0: so on that as you all begin to head to your campsite and the woods kind of engulf you seemingly as you walk down this dirt road with these stones crunching under your feet uh, you're the only ones there you pretty much have most of the camp this kind of area of the campsite to yourselves just as you wanted it to be
1: I got a deluxe package so the fire should already be lit by the time we get
0: there I think you can hear it <laughs> oh that's actually really good so oh, as, I- as, as you're talking about the the deluxe fire package <laughs> I <I'm> um, <sorry. laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, because you have a lot of the camping supplies right. um, the one thing that you have slugged over your shoulder is your kindling stuff okay. and mm. it's got a bunch of papers in it and the, the most of them make up the bulk of them are posters of the hive that Zach sent you all because they're going <laughs> on tour they they got just like a little tour when they were playing uh, back when they went home for the summer. Some just local producer thought their sound was cool and sent them on kind of a cross state tour on just really small venues and bars and stuff. That's
1: amazing.
4: That's so sick. Good for Zach. That's yeah, he's awesome.
0: bombarded you all with with his posters and stuff. And <laughs> Evelyn, it was the most readily available thing you had for kindling.
2: <laughs> oh. Do we
5: feel bad for burning Zach's face? Yeah, honestly, I feel pretty bad. Um, Maybe flip it over.
0: (laughs) And as they all make their way into the forest for their camping retreat slash first summer spent together, our camera fades away. And welcome back everyone. This is our second special secret episode of Monster Hearts Undergrad brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everybody doing tonight? Feeling the spooky (laughs) vibes. This episode has no continuity in terms of you don't need to worry about having listened to the episodes or where you are during the show. What it will take place in is in between the first and second years of their undergrad degree. But other than that, there will be no additional continuity added or changed during this. This is just going to be a fun time and you're going to hear some scary stories and something that we're going to do. Last time we brought 11 players for our special episode, which was uh, a lot. This time (laughs) we have our normal group of players, however, I'm not going to be the master of ceremonies for the majority of this special episode. In fact, every single player is going to get a chance to tell their own mini scary story through their characters. So each of them (laughs) will pass the MC bong around, so to say. The MC bong. The MC bong. (laughs) And and take a crack at it. So uh, how's everyone feeling about that?
3: wow uh, yeah. <laughs> wow the silence
4: <laughs> don't edit out that silence <laughs> oh yeah I,
0: i'm not cutting that that's dang <laughs> uh, so i guess without further ado um the fire is warm and we got a whole bag of marshmallows and graham crackers and shit let's let's go fucking mm, camping gotta love that deluxe
2: yes, fire package <laughs> mm-hmm. complete with marshmallows and s'mores <laughs>
0: Off to a beautiful evening of scary stories, we go. After some time has passed, our camera opens back up on Dr. Egan, Evelyn, Iris, and Kane, and by now you have all cobbled together your tents that you've gotten. I assume we're kind of doing Iris and Kane, and then Egan and Evelyn will get your own tent?
2: Uh, I don't don't know, because Kane has Larry, so it really depends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's room for
2: three. <laughs> he goes into <laughs> the middle of us. He's in between us. Yeah. <laughs> we <They> can
0: share. <laughs> so as you kind of set everything out, you know, everyone's bags are away. You've gotten in your hoodies. Uh, it's still early summer. So Iris and Kane, for instance, you haven't gone on your trip
2: yet. Um. Uh, no one's really gotten the chance
0: to do anything. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: So everyone's stuff is kind of put away. And you, have all, you, know, you haven't really got a chance to do a crazy summer yet. But you've been away from school for about two and a half, three weeks now. Cain, you bought the Fire Deluxe package. So there is this massive basket waiting for you when you arrive. And it's got like three different uh, packages of Fire Color Changer. And it's got uh, a giant Hershey bar, like one of those (gasps) massive ones. A huge bag of marshmallows and like a huge stack of graham crackers.
1: The Hershey bar is so big. It's as big (laughs) as my head. And he holds it up to the moon. And he's like, ha, ha, ha.
0: (laughs) So what do you all do? Egan, mm. why,
1: why did you bring a tent? You don't sleep, right?
4: Well, no, but I don't want to be exposed to the... the I, I heard it's going to rain. I don't want to be exposed to the weather.
1: But aren't you always cold, too?
5: Yeah. Well, yes, but... but so it's just, like, normal for me. Well, camping's not really fun well, without a tent. Yes. That's true. Okay, I've got my
2: fishing pole and my bucket. Where's the fish? <laughs>
1: Well, I bought a cabin that was almost the furthest one out. This, this cabin was numbered 1286, as he looks at the address. 1287 is actually atop that hill, and he points like 20 kilometers to a hill further down. Um, so I, I really don't have any idea if there's a lake nearby to oh, fish.
2: I don't actually want to catch the fish. I just want to put the fishing pool in the water just so I can pretend I'm fishing so I get the experience.
1: So the fish will be excited for food and then they won't find anything.
2: Well, no, I'll like throw food out to them, but I don't want to catch them because that hurts.
5: That makes sense. Just someone (laughs) fill a bucket with water and I'll just put the fishing pole in it? I'm sure we can find some water to do that, Iris.
2: Okay, I just want to have the full camping experience. Is there anything we're missing that we should do? We have the fire, we have the giant Hershey bar.
1: Well, every good campfire and s'more session, I feel like, needs good stories. So I I don't know if you guys have any scary stories you want to tell. I know we've had a lot of horror this year already, but maybe it could be like kind of like funny scary, you know, like like kind of dance along that line of like Three Stooges-esque, but also like horrifying. I I don't
2: know. Okay. As long as it's not like The Exorcist, because I've already kind of been through that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah fuck eh (laughs) it's been a crazy year you know what we deserve this camping trip
4: yeah I agree I think Mm -hmm. this is a nice little little outing for us we it's we have we've been in the society for so long I think this is
2: a nice break okay well if stories are a part of camping I feel like we should tell stories just make sure they're not too scary
1: Iris, it's okay. Larry's right here. He'll keep it nice and warm and feeling
0: safe. Right, Larry? Larry starts to gently caress your hair, Iris.
2: Ooh. Okay, well, wow, he actually touched me. That's that's fun. He, he's usually just attached to you, Kate. Maybe he likes me a little bit. Do you like me, Larry?
0: His light pulses a little bit. <gasps>
2: oh, oh she tonight's likes- going to be
0: awesome. <laughs> 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 so anyways, you look at the fire as you kind of walk away from the tents and the and, and when you say cabin Kane, it's uh it's pretty small. So I'm gonna retcon it. I'll say, Iris and Kane, you're staying in this like little cabin that has a bed in it and <laughs> that's it. It, nice. it doesn't even have uh it has no electricity, it's just got a little creakety bed. And it's creakety. You uh <laughs> if you put your hand on it's like
2: arr, 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 arr.
5: Well sorry guys
2: Evelyn, did, did you
0: guys bring earmuffs in that giant pack of yours?
5: Uh, Evelyn pulls out a pair of earmuffs from her back, and nice. she said, I knew what to expect. <laughs> are these the earmuffs of eavesdropping, Evelyn? Yes, they are. But oh. um. I can uh-huh. use them as regular earmuffs, mm-hmm. unless I roll for them.
1: So it's just subjective <laughs> for us to believe that you will use them as regular earmuffs.
5: I think you know me well enough to know that, yes, I will be using them as regular earmuffs.
1: Ah, uh, I'm just fucking I've with already them, but... been
5: through enough of your PDA. I don't need any more. <laughs> well, we'll give you a good show, just in case you decide to listen
2: in, okay?
1: You know, even though we're in the middle of nowhere with no power, no nothing, this is probably the safest I've felt all year.
2: Hmm. Aw. Is it because Larry's in your arms?
1: No, it's, it's... just being here with you guys is really nice.
2: Hmm. It is very quiet. It's peaceful.
1: Yeah. You don't get that too often.
2: It's a very Mm -hmm. nice thing to say, Kate. All
1: right, I got a fucked up story. You guys ready?
2: (gasps) Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, story Uh, time. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. uh.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. so I've been thinking about it for the whole walk here for like thirty minutes. So it's super planned out. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> so as as he says that you see like the fire cascading on Kane's face, as I feel like you're just super excited, Kane, to tell this. As the flame dances upon Kane's jacket or camera pulls out behind Kane as he stares at the fire and it kind of dissolves into the flames. Our story begins
1: on the very, very dark, very scary, very evil <gasps> campus of Oakhurst.
4: <laughs> Pretty accurate. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> I gotta get sorry. in the zone.
4: Quiet. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I gotta take it from the top. The story begins in a very, very dark, very, very quiet, very, very evil campus of Oakhurst College. Iris and Kane are walking down a dark, dark street, and they come up to a dark, dark building, which they know to be the roots where Evelyn lives. They walk up a dark, dark staircase and go down a dark, dark hallway, and they knock on a dark, dark door. (laughs) Evelyn, in your dark, dark room, (laughs) Next to your dark, dark cat, Whiskers, you hear a knock at your door. Do you get up to answer it?
5: Uh, yes, um, as usual, what Evelyn does living at the root, she goes to her door and she puts her ear up to it and she says, who is it? Say the password.
1: You hear a voice say, in Kane's voice, Iris, do you know the password?
5: What's a password?
1: Is it password?
5: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know what? It's you guys, it's fine. (laughs) And Evelyn opens the door.
1: (laughs) Evelyn, being warm and inviting, probably the only thing not dark about this place, opens the door. She sees, lo and behold to her surprise, Canid Iris. Iris is holding a pair of keys, and she explains to Evelyn, how her and Kane won a radio contest where they get a romantic trip for four to a cabin in a dark, dark woods. But they don't know that yet.
3: <laughs>
1: Iris, take away the description of the cabin.
2: Okay, so it's a cabin in the woods. Okay. Um, it's abandoned and it's old and there's two bedrooms, so don't worry. We don't have to sleep in the same bed so you guys can be all crazy on your own. And, um... It's, it's just, it's really in this beautiful,
5: peaceful forest. I think it's going to be really fun. Oh, wow, yeah, that sounds great. It's been a while since I've taken a vacation. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong being in an old abandoned cabin in the woods? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you're right. We've handled enough this semester. We can handle an old abandoned cabin. Mm-hmm.
2: Kane
1: says very intelligently. We were hoping you could bring Nick. That way it could be <gasps> a romantic... Get away from the four of us And you could do your thing, we could do ours And uh, it's free And we just really care about you, Evelyn You know, I feel like, Evelyn, I've done a lot wrong To you this last year And I really want to make it up to you some way So I thought this could be the best way
5: Well, that's really sweet of you, Kane. Thank you um, Please say I'll come, please come Yeah, I, I, I would love to go And I, Yeah, I, I can talk to Nick about that And see if he wants to join
1: Alright, fast hmm. forward <laughs> Evelyn called Nick he was so excited.
5: I'm so excited.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry.
1: He thought maybe him and Evelyn could kiss finally for a second time.
3: <laughs>
1: Everybody packed their bags separately in, in their own couply way, not, not all together because they live in separate places and they <laughs> head on the road four hours away to the cabin in the woods. And also, I forgot this part Kane and Iris promised They wouldn't do anything weird around Nick They wouldn't do any magic, they wouldn't do any Demonic stuff, they just wanted to be a nice Peaceful getaway hmm. And Evelyn was very thankful
5: Yes, thank you very much Kane and Iris
1: So Fast forward You arrive You travel for four hours deep into the wilderness Across a rickety bridge And the rickety bridge almost collapses As one of the tires <laughs> breaks through but otherwise, we make it safely. <laughs> he, Kane turns to Iris for a sec. <laughs> I watched this one movie recently that I, like, mm-hmm. really love, and I think I'm accidentally taking a lot of inspiration from it, but we're just going to roll with it, okay?
2: Okay, I haven't seen it, so it's fine. All
1: right. It's only called Evil Dead. What? <laughs> but it's a good story. Don't <laughs> worry. It has a happy ending.
5: Are you promised? <laughs> Do you need to borrow my earmuffs, Cyrus? <laughs> You know,
2: no, Kane is really excited about doing this story, so I want to support him, and I will listen.
1: (laughs) So. You come to an old cabin that looks like it's been vacant for decades, kind of like the one we're sitting next to here, except Mm. you can actually drive to it. But otherwise, it is rustic and inviting. The cabin cowers under the thick tree branches, which appear to shield it from the sky. (gasps) Now we fast forward a day and Nick is at his wits' end. I'm at my wits' end! He has tried countless times to have a moment alone with Evelyn, just one goddamn second.
0: I have tried countless times to have a moment alone with Evelyn.
1: <laughs> That's exactly the way I pictured Nick. Oh, this is so good. But Iris and Kane just seem to constantly interrupt or insert themselves. You see what I'm doing here, Evelyn?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: definitely see. Yeah, he's tried to go for walks with her. Yet Iris is found talking to flowers. Evelyn assured him it's just something strange she does. Kane doesn't even talk to to anything. He just seems to talk to the air, and he calls the air his friend. When asked about it, Kane responded saying, "Oh, he's not really my friend." <laughs> I don't even get Nick started on the sex noise levels at night. Nick <laughs> okay. was just not feeling the romance.
5: I, I really apologize for this, Nick. Um, yeah, I, I know they can be a bit odd, but they were nice enough to invite us on this trip. No, I mean, it's it, it's okay. I, I was just, you know, um,
0: I guess maybe that second kiss will have to wait until a year from now, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to move too quickly.
5: Uh, I, I, I know. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe we can, like, go for a little walk or something sometime soon and check out the, the forest around the cabin? Did someone say walk? That sounds great. I'll get my oh, stuff. I, no, no, Iris, <laughs> Iris, no. No,
0: no, hey, 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 Evelyn, I mean, we we, we don't want to be mean, right? I mean, can can we
5: just say no to these people? I mean, they did give us a free cabin. Well, I, we're not technically saying no to them. Um, I could give them another option that they could find much more fun.
0: They just both smile at us in this, like, way that they're, like, two hurt puppies and you can't say no.
1: (laughs) Evelyn decided it was time for Nick to grow a pair. She (laughs) was going to go for a shower. And by the time she came out of her shower, Nick had better have confronted Iris and Kane that they need to give him some space.
5: Just talk to them and tell them that to hang out by themselves in the cabin for a bit and we're going to go for a walk.
1: And she told him to grow a pair.
5: (sighs) (laughs) Really, Kane? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: fine, fine. He raises his hands. Fine, fine, fine. We'll move on. We'll move
0: on. But, but I, I, I do have a surprise for you once you get out. But you have to wait till after you get out, okay? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. So Evelyn decided
1: to hop in the shower, and Nick went up to Iris and Kane to confront them with the fact that he had an engagement ring for Evelyn. <gasps>
2: Oh my god, this is so exciting.
1: Cain and Iris were making out on the couch ferociously as Nick approached. <laughs> they didn't even notice he came. Um. Ahem.
0: Uh, uh, um. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry. Oh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Nick. I, I've been with you for a few days now. And, um... Hi, I'm Iris. Okay. I'm just kidding. Hi, <laughs> Iris. Okay, listen. I think that you're both um, wonderful people, and Aww. I can't thank you enough for the cabin. But um, and he shows them the box, and he goes, "So Evelyn and I have been, you know, kind of on, you know, like kind of dating for like a whole year, and we've held hands like at least ten times. So, I I just want to take take the plunge, you know.
2: <gasps> Do you mean like sexually take the plunge?
0: Oh no. Oh, no, no, that's not, that's not until after we're married, maybe like two, three years after.
1: <laughs> Nick, that's yeah. so exciting. I think, I think that's a great idea. Uh, when when, are you, when did you want to do, like, what do you need from us?
0: Oh, well, I kind of need you to go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and miss, it's, and miss the proposal? Oh, okay, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's not that you two aren't great, you are, but you kind of, um, okay, and, and, you know, this is just me speaking upon mine and Evelyn's behalf. And, and, and Evelyn has said what great friends you are, and, and I totally agree. But sometimes you're a little bit clingy. Oh. E-
2: oh. What? what? Oh. C- Cain?
0: Okay, Nick, <laughs> that's, that's enough of
1: Nick's thoughts. Karen had the brilliant idea to say, hey, Iris, you know what? Why don't we go skinny dipping and then we can go skinny berry picking?
2: <gasps> you know I love picking berries naked. Oh, I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> All right, Nick. You have two hours, but then we're coming back because we want to see that ring on our finger, buddy. And he pats Nick on the back.
2: We want to celebrate.
1: Iris and Kane leave to go toward the lake to swim nakedly and then pick berries, also in the full nude. <laughs> Nick decided to sit down on the dark, dark couch. <laughs> and as he was looking down at the ring, watching the firelight reflect in its diamond, he noticed something under the rug. Could it be a hatch door? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is that? He reached down and opened the hatch door. <coughs> Whoa. He saw the stairs going down to a dark, dark basement, darker than <gasps> anything dark he had seen before. I've never seen such darkness. <laughs> and the idea hit him that if Kane and Iris happen to come back too soon, which they probably will. Maybe this could be his chance at having somewhere private. They don't know this basement exists. This is perfect. Nick took one trepidatious step after another trepidatious step down the creaky basement stairs. He pulls out his lighter. Evelyn doesn't know he smokes yet and lights it. (laughs) In the dim lighting from his lighter that he uses to smoke cigarettes with, (laughs) He sees cabinets Disney paraphernalia A suit of armor A huge pile of books All these strange items Who the hell would bring a suit of armor here? Mm. Evelyn loves books, he thinks So he begins to browse Maybe he can find an ancient book Something that would pique her interest Something that would make her really happy Just a really old book That smells like old book Like like from another time period Like something she could just get lost And transcend time and space Sorry, I'm getting carried away. (laughs) He finds a book. Leather-bound, but it looks like there's a grimacing face molded into the soft leather. Eh, perhaps it's just because it's old. Evelyn loves old books, so he picks it up and turns to the first page. He sees writing in a strange language he's never heard before. He can sound it out, though, as the letters are English for some
0: reason. (laughs) And he reads...
1: Right after he says those words, wha- bam, the camera immediately jumps into the middle of the woods. It is peaceful for a moment until an intense wind builds up and suddenly... The, the camera that, that, that's that you can see the story through. It begins moving through the forest, fast, moving like like some creature weaving through the landscape, knocking down giant pine trees with its power. as it flies over a small hill. The cabin is in sight. It rushes toward the cabin, whips open the door and descends the stairs like a predator. With a final pounce, we see Nick turn around and drop his jaw about to scream. When the camera suddenly cuts to iris and kane at the edge of a lake taking off all their clothes
2: it's my favorite thing to do
1: said iris
2: (laughs) kane responded
1: saying it's my favorite thing to watch you do (laughs) and then it is my also my favorite thing to do as he begins removing his tight bound leather pants that fit his ass perfectly (laughs) iris and kane are playfully undressing and bantering back and forth about things that you guys, you guys, he looks to everybody around the fire. That you guys probably don't really give a shit about. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to get into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, Iris jumps into the lake first, and it's freezing to the touch, but refreshing.
2: Mmm, mm, this lake is refreshing. Come on, in, Kane.
1: Kane dips a toe in. Ah, it's very cold. He says, "You know, maybe maybe you should." Warm it up a bit for me first. I'm gonna... I, I gotta take a leak anyway.
2: Okay, don't go too far, though. I'll be here.
1: All right, honey. So, Kane walks into the woods, alone. First mistake in any scary movie. Mm-hmm. Story. <laughs> Sorry, film major. I just... Uh, whatever. Iris, as you're swimming through the lake, you could swear you hear voices coming from underneath you. Calling out to you in a friendly, high pitched voice.
2: <clears throat> uh, Iris! Uh, Iris! Hi, I'm Iris! I'm seaweed! Come <gasps> to say hello! Oh, I would love to say hello! And she immediately plunges in and swims down.
1: <laughs> Aha! Second mistake in any movie. What? Story! <laughs> Never follow the ominous voice. Iris begins swimming down to the bottom of the lake where she sees a wonderful patch of bright green seaweed almost waving her, beckoning her to come closer. And she hears them louder saying,
2: Iris, Iris, we
1: we have a secret for you.
2: I love secrets. She swims closer.
1: She comes within touching distance of the seaweed when suddenly... It lurches at her and begins no. wrapping itself tightly around, her aunt, no, 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 no. tightly around her arms and her legs and begins pulling her down closer to the leg and to say, ha ha ha, the secret is this is where you die. What? Ha
3: ha ha ha.
1: Never trust strangers, Iris. Never. No. And our name is also Josh. Never trust people named Josh. Yes. We will slowly kill you yes. before you even realize what's happening.
2: Kate, okay, I don't like this story anymore.
1: Drown the fairy slut. Drown her.
2: Stop, Josh. Stop.
1: <laughs> but Josh wouldn't stop. Josh is an asshole. And he drowned her. And Iris slowly went limp underwater until she moved no more. Now, Kane. <laughs> this is kind of weird. I'm talking to myself. Kane goes into the <laughs> woods, minding his own business, flexing his abs, trying to keep warm. He begins to pee on a tree when without him realizing vines from the trees begin sprouting out of the ground and slowly crawling toward him through the dark dark grass as he finishes his pee suddenly the vines grab his legs ah, as he jumps at the people on top of the fire try to really work those angles from the firelight. Like. <laughs> much like the seaweed but he didn't know that they begin binding around his ankles and his arms. And Kane says, holy shit. And he starts calling out, bestie, bestie, help me, help me. I need your help. I'm being attacked by trees. What the fuck is going on? But his bestie didn't respond, as he sometimes doesn't. Because sometimes he's just busy. I I, I don't know what he's up to. I don't, like like right now, I, I hear nothing. I, he's, I can tell he's just nowhere near. And I'm really thankful. But also, if something does happen... We're kind of fucked.
2: Don't worry, (laughs) we'll protect you, silly.
1: Thanks, Adi. (laughs) Kane is left screaming in the woods, but nobody could hear it because it was too far from the house and Iris was already dead. The camera shows the lake peaceful and quiet. Until the sound of rushing wind picks up and the camera becomes the eyes of the evil once more. It turns and begins rushing through the woods until it sees the cabin once more. This time, the window to the bathroom. It rushes faster and faster, getting closer and closer to the window, when suddenly the camera cuts to Evelyn, who's in the shower. Ooh. Evelyn is in the shower, showering, as people do. <laughs> she, she finishes her shower, gets out and begins to dry. Have you got, You know, side thought. Have you guys ever thought about how everyone dries themselves a different way, but most likely does it the exact same way every time?
5: Okay, wait. You mean everyone dries off differently, but individually we dry off the same way each time we have a shower?
1: Yeah, like I do. I do my hair oh. last. Does anybody else do their hair last?
5: I do my hair first. See, th- it's cr- crazy.
1: Anyway, Evelyn is drying herself the way Evelyn dries herself. Hmm. Now, as you're drying yourself, you hear a slam door from the living room down the hall, and then silence.
5: Um, yeah, um, still, she's got her towel wrapped around her, and she goes out of the bathroom, and it's like, Hello? Nick? Iris? Kane? Anybody?
1: You hear nothing, and then... The glass from the window in the bathroom behind you smashes suddenly and glass goes (laughs) flying all over you, cutting your arms and your face and sticking it to your towel.
5: Oh my gosh. Evelyn's just screaming.
1: While you're screaming, you look around the bathroom, not sure where to go, and all of a sudden the light bulb in the bathroom explodes, (laughs) sending more glass showering down on you. And then there's silence. Evelyn exits the bathroom. The cabin is dark and quiet. You enter into the living room and you see the front door is off its hinges. You hear rain suddenly begin to pitter patter outside, except it sounds heavy, and you notice a red liquid begin to slowly trickle through the open doorway on the ground.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You take a look, Evelyn.
5: Don't look, um, Evelyn! Don't look! It's scary. She's. Oh my God! She's going to try to um, uh, go on the other side of the red, like liquid, on the other side of the doorway, and try to close the door so we can't get it anymore.
1: As you go to close the door, you take a peek outside as you're closing it. You realize it smells like iron. It's raining blood. There's blood everywhere. Mm. You close the door. The rain becomes quieter outside. You hear a voice calling you from a hatch that you didn't see before in the middle of the living room. It's Nick's voice calling your name.
0: Evelyn.
5: Evelyn. Where did this hatch come from? Um, Nick, you're you're down there? Um, Evelyn. I, I, I mean, I guess. It looks pretty dark.
1: Do you go down the stairs, Evelyn? Don't
5: do it! Don't do it! Yeah, um, okay, okay, Nick. I'll, I'll come down here and check it out, I guess.
1: Evelyn begins taking trepidatious step after trepidatious step, going down the dark, dark stairs into a somewhat lit basement, actually. Hmm. You take a look, Evelyn, and you see Nick... Standing in a circle of candles. He seems warm and inviting, and he beckons you to come closer.
5: Where did you find all these candles? I know,
0: right? This basement has so many cool things. Here, come on. I want to show you something.
5: Um, okay, sure.
1: She walks closer, walking into the circle of candles with Nick. He can't wait to show her
0: what he's been waiting to show her all this time. I've been wanting to show you this for a while, and I... Well, I hope you like it. He pulls out an
1: engagement ring.
5: (gasps) Oh Oh my god.
1: He holds you in his arms as you take it into your hand,
0: and he asks the question. Can we be together forever, Evelyn?
5: (gasps) Um, that's a bit of an... I will wait at uh, Sure.
1: He takes what? you tight in his arms, and you feel his grip is just
0: a little too tight, Evelyn.
5: Okay, Nick. What's what's going on? You're you're hurting me a little bit.
0: I want to be bound to you.
5: What? What? What are you What are you talking about? It's just you and I, Evelyn. Um. Evelyn's starting to get freaked out now, and she's gonna try to break away from him and get back up the up the stairs.
1: It's impossible. His grip is too tight as he holds you tighter and tighter. You look down and you see in the circle of candles is a pentagram.
5: (gasps) Nick, what did you do? (laughs) As he
1: laughs slightly maniacally, suddenly... the china cabinet from behind him bursts open and you see Kane's naked body being strung up by a vine like a noose <laughs> around his neck. And he's pale and he's reaching out for you on his last breath. You hear sloppy steps slurp down the stairs behind you and you see Iris with her puffed up face and her puffy eyes, all waterlogged and pale, keeping guard at the
0: stairs. And he turns to you and says... You want to be together forever, right, Evelyn? Just eat Cain's heart, and our souls will be attached to
5: this oh. ring. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not doing that. No.
1: You refuse, Evelyn. You refuse to be with Nick forever.
5: I'm, I'm not eating someone's heart. No, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not dealing with any dark magic.
1: Well, in that case, he takes your refusal as a death sentence. Suddenly, (gasps) the candle flames erupt like flamethrowers, creating a circle of intense heat that begins burning your skin, Evelyn, burning you alive like a roasted pig.
3: (laughs) If
0: you won't do it, then I shall eat your heart and walk free on this mortal world. And he begins ripping into your skin! The pain is unbearable! He's laughing! Iris and Cain's
1: corpses are laughing at your torment. Why? 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 You think to yourself, why did I come on this stupid trip with Iris and Cain? I should never trust them! The end.
0: (laughs) Our camera does a hard snap back to the rest of the group with their faces and the flames dancing
5: around them.
2: Um, Evelyn, (laughs) just to be clear, (laughs) we... That won't happen if you hang out with us.
5: I was going to say, I'm really regretting coming on this trip (laughs) now.
4: Yes, um... It's
5: a bit
2: awkward.
1: (sighs) Okay, okay, Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scary? How'd I do?
5: 12! It was it was pretty good. I would give it a solid eight. Very dark. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm. Thanks. Yeah, I'm still starting to regret this trip. And <laughs> if you guys say that you're going skinny dipping or skinny berry picking, I'm definitely gonna be packing up my stuff and leaving. Mm, good idea.
2: Mm. I wonder okay, if I should talk fine. to seaweed
5: again.
1: I'm sure you can. That, that, that was just for the whole drama story. Okay,
4: Kane. Um, it was a fine story. Mm. It was it was quite quite thrilling. Uh, lots mm. of tension and, and suspense. I but was
2: I was very scared, Kane. Right? You did a really good job.
0: Mm-hmm. Larry the lantern is hiding under Iris's arm <laughs> and like pokes out.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, Larry's scared too.
0: Uh-huh. Good, because I
1: don't have a creative bone in my body. I pulled a lot from that movie, and then the only other thing I could think of that was the scariest thing that could happen is the, the thing I did with the eating the heart. So sorry oh, if it was too yes. soon, I just uh, thought, it you know, worked so well. Yes. Oh, really? Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh.
3: That's
5: all right. Okay, that,
1: that was a bad judgment call on my part. No,
5: no, no, it, no, it, it no, worked no, for what? the story, Kane. Yes.
1: So that was oh, my wh- story. Who has the next one to follow that up? Oh,
5: hmm. gosh. I guess I could give it a shot. Yeah, so my story is called The Haunting of Maple Lane. Ooh. Ooh. Mm.
0: So as Evelyn says that, and the group kind of gathers around, our camera, instead of fading away like it did for Kane, the camera pans into her deep green eyes, and as we kind of exit out the other side of her eye, we're now in a brand new area. Nice. Our camera pans to Evelyn's story.
5: In a quaint little town, there was a newlywed couple, Lily and Evan Stevenson, who look a lot like Iris and Kane.
2: Yes! And they're excited
5: Woo. to start their <laughs> lives together in their adorable new home on Maple Lane. After a long and tiring day of moving, they bring the last boxes into the house, and they start to settle in. Though, Evan and Lily are sitting in your new living room for the first time, but what do you talk about as you relax in your home for the first time? Um... Uh. What room should we have sex in first, Evan?
1: (laughs) Uh, Aw, gee whiz, Lily. I think that we should have sex right here, right now. And after that, probably the front porch.
2: Okay, and then the kitchen after, right, honey?
1: On top of our new stove? Heck yes, baby.
5: (laughs) As they're discussing where they're going to have sex for the first time in their new house, they suddenly notice something odd. They hear a sound coming from the kitchen. And when they go to check it out, they notice that all the cabinet doors are open.
1: Did the The painters open all those cabinet doors? What a silly prank.
5: Maybe they did to let
2: them dry off, because it's paint. (laughs) And paint needs to dry.
1: Good things take time.
5: (laughs) The whole rest of the day, they keep noticing really weird things. Things that they thought they remembered putting away, they find sitting out on the counters. At first, they thought that this was them being tired after the move and forgetting where they'd put things. But as their first week in the new house went on, they kept noticing more and more strange things. They would go into the kitchen and all the cupboards would be open again. They would notice the scent of smoke suddenly appear in a room. Things that they would leave in one room would suddenly be found in another and they could not shake the eerie feeling that they were being constantly watched. Evan was growing more and more concerned about these events, but whenever he brought it up to Lily, she kept discounting the occurrences as absent-mindedness or quirks of the house that could happen in any home. Finally, Lily told Evan that he should have someone look at the house to give him some peace of mind. Evan scoured the phone book and found the phone number for Eudora, a medium and energy reader. Lily, still skeptical, agreed to make an appointment with her. Um, So Evan decided to give her a call.
1: Uh, Hello, is this Eudora the Mind... Are you a mind reader? Sorry, um, (laughs) I gotta read this thing. It's a... uh, uh, Is this Eudora?
4: Yes, I am Eudora. I converse with the spirits. I can bring you messages from beyond.
1: Oh, thank God, because I have no experience in that whatsoever. I was wondering if you might be able to come over to my house that I just bought with my new wife, Lily. N- not that I had an old one. She's my first. Um, we're just newlyweds. And I yes. was hoping your you house. could... I think there's spirits in my house, and I'm growing more and more concerned each day. Uh, huh. What are your rates? Um,
4: well, I charge by the hour. It's $50 for the first hour, and then depending on how much uh, work I have to do beyond that, it can go down just depending on, uh, you know, scale rate. I can tell you, I am worth it. I am one of the best mediums in this town. And you don't have to worry, I have cleaned many, many houses. You see, what we often find is that the spirits that are creating little um, incidents in one's house it's simply because they're more afraid of you than than you are of them. And so what I do is I bring us together to talk and to share information so that we can all get along.
1: You know what? That sounds just swell. Only the best for my honey buns. Come on over. How does Tuesday work?
4: Let me see. Tuesday works perfectly.
1: Perfect. Today's Tuesday, so I'll see you in a few hours. (laughs) And he he hangs up the
5: phone. (laughs) Evan hangs up the phone, feeling some peace of mind. (sighs) The best peace of mind he's had all week. Mm. Knowing that they may soon have some answers. Later that day, Eudora arrives at the home and sits down with Evan and Lily to ask them about their experiences with the events in their house. So Eudora, how do you greet Evan and Lily when you get into the house? So I knock on the door and I wait for them
4: to to open up.
1: Honey, can you get the door? I'm doing my aerobics.
2: (laughs) Oh, sure (laughs) thing, sweetie, I'll go get it. And I run up to the door and I open it up and I say, hello, my name is Lily, not Iris, welcome to our home. (laughs) Well,
4: hello. My name is Eudora. I am here to to bless your house and cleanse your house.
2: Oh, I'm so happy because my sweet, sexy husband is a little paranoid right now. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure nothing is going on, but I'm so happy you're here to bring some peace of mind. Of course, that's my job. So... What I'd like to do is I'd like to set up at a
4: table, such as a, a kitchen table or some sort of
2: uh, coffee table. Where, where, where would you suggest I go? Um, how about the living room? We have the not had room. sex on the coffee table yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you for sharing that information with me. Um, right. So, and... Mm-mm. And so uh, Eudora takes from her bag a purple velvet cloth and, and lays it over the table. And then she produces a large quartz crystal and she holds it and she says, "'The first thing I must do is I must channel the energies of this house.' So hmm. I'm going to walk around and have this crystal absorb the energy and, and feel the pulse of the house.
2: Wonderful. I will go get my husband. Evan, are you done your aerobics yet?
1: <laughs> Kane walks out in his very short, short shorts and uh, tank top, <laughs> and he has a uh, red uh, hair, like uh, sweatband around his forehead. Like, Just finished my third set of squats, honey. Did she oh, say yes. she's going to be feeling the energy in every room?
2: with that crystal thing.
1: I just left a heck of a lot of fierce energy in the bedroom, so don't let that confuse you, Eudora, while you do your work.
4: <laughs> oh, of course. So Eudora goes from room to room and and she, she absorbs the energies in her quartz crystal and then goes back to the table and sets it in a little stand in the middle of the table. And she lights incense. And then she says, Now... Let us all sit around this table.
2: Come on, hey, right. sit, sit, sit. Mm.
1: All right. Mm.
2: <clears throat> Oh, honey, nah. your shorts are riding up a bit. You might want to pull them down. Oh, nah. yes. Oh, go. go.
1: No,
0: I'll, I'll just throw an underwear. Just, it's just easier.
2: Just pull down the leg right there.
3: I just, just, oh. oh all goodness.
0: of a sudden, <laughs> a blurred out spot on the camera appears over the partially <laughs> hanging out <laughs> testicle <laughs> of Evan. No, no, I'll just, I'll just throw him a, a pair of
1: tidy whities It's easier. It keeps it all together.
5: Oh, just decide it. what you're going to put on, and.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he comes back, and he says. <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right so are we all back
3: yeah (laughs) right yes
4: (laughs) all right now let us all hold hands you see what happens is i need to merge the spiritual world with the material world and by holding hands we can concentrate the energies that are in the crystal and send it out into the universe so Mm -hmm. let us all hold hands and now, relax and open your mind. Think of, of happy thoughts and, and, and beautiful, happy energy. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to contact the spirits. And she begins
5: to hum. As the three of them hold hands and Eudora reaches out to the presence, she immediately senses this dark energy. It's this energy unlike anything that she has ever experienced before. Shaken oh. by this, she quickly warns Evan and Lily. No. Uh,
4: no, 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 this is this is not possible. I have never experienced this before. It, a dark energy, a, a dark force that is. Oh God, it's oh. everywhere. It, what? Is, what? Is, what have you done with this house? What? What? Uh, Nothing. Oh, well, we just I just mean... had sex in every room. <laughs> no, 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 It's not that. It is a dark, demonic energy, and and, and you need to leave this house right away. There is something evil, dark <gasps> and evil in this house. But our mortgage. <laughs> Forget the mortgage
2: No, 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 no okay. No, Evan, uh, we have our mortgage And we just bought this house And we've been dreaming about this house for a long time
1: Yeah, but we didn't dream about a house with a demon in it
2: You
4: don't want this This is mm-hmm. a, a this is a house of horrors A house of hell You oh. cannot live here You cannot have a happy life here
1: Wait a second You must leave You've... You... Are you sent by the bank to scare us?
2: No, 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 no. no. Because I will maybe? stay in
1: this house. We will make our mortgage payments on time.
2: Yes, we're both hardworking citizens.
4: I beg with you, please, do not stay. Do not stay one more moment in this house. Grab, grab your belongings, grab your purses and your, and your 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 valuables, and then you must leave. Uh, maybe we can fix it. Maybe we can just make it go away. (laughs) This is, this is, these are forces beyond my comprehension, beyond my training. I'm, I am good, but, but not this good. This is something far beyond me. And, and, and don't worry about the, the cost. I,
5: I, I, I I just, I need to leave here. Completely unnerved by the experience, Eudora runs out of the house, giving Evan and Lily one final warning, to not try to contact the presence. Do not ever try to contact
4: this presence, You will regret it for the rest of your lives. Your short lives.
1: That's really rude. You can get the hell out of our house.
3: With pleasure.
2: (laughs) Wow, that was something.
1: I say we contact the presence.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: maybe we can reason with it. Maybe it's, it's just misunderstood.
1: I'll, uh, put on my old salesperson hat and, uh, see what I can do. It's probably not like <laughs> selling mattresses, but I'm sure I can convince a demonic spirit to kindly take its leave from our newfound happy home.
2: Honey, you're the best salesperson I know. If anybody could sell them on it, it's you.
1: And you're the best president of the United States I've ever seen.
2: Oh, it's nothing.
1: <laughs> too much? Cade's <laughs> like, okay, too much, too much. I'm sorry. Too, 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 too <laughs> the too much president.
2: Can I still be the president?
1: Let's say I call you president.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: Sometimes.
5: <laughs> a week later, <laughs> Lily was shopping in town and she came across a store called Adelman's Antiquities. Oh. Hmm. Browsing the tiny shop, Lily saw some gorgeous wooden furniture, some old books, some beautiful antique rugs, but she was drawn toward this old, intricately carved wooden Ouija board.
2: Ooh. Oh, wow, look
5: at this thing. It's not scary at all. She approached Mr. Mr. Adelman, who looks a lot like uh, that butler that we met at the Halloween party, Jeeves, <gasps> to ask him about it. Oh, nice. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Not Jeeves. How are you today?
0: <laughs> Hello, Madam Not Iris. I'm doing lovely. <laughs>
2: Wonderful! Well, your shop is lovely. I refuse to touch the old books after Kane's story, but I am interested, even though Iris is not, but Lily is, in this very terrifying Ouija board. May I purchase it from you?
0: Ah, what a lovely piece! And he pulls up his half moon spectacles that he kind of <laughs> rests on his eyes and and examines it closely. And goes, Ah, the engravings, the detail—it's all very wonderful. Are, are you sure, madam, that you would like this piece? It's—it's a—it's a very old antique, and it's, uh, well, I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you about the superstition about Ouija boards—nonsense, of course. <laughs>
2: yes, it is nonsense. My husband and I just purchased a home, and uh, a person, a medium came in and said there was an evil presence in the home, which I'm sure is not the case, she must be mistaken. So we want to contact the spirit uh, so we can convince them to leave or or make them treat us better. So we need this Ouija board to make that happen.
0: Or start paying some rent. Well, far be it from me to tell a paid customer what to do, but I, I I do have to tell you, madam, that most of these are just parlor tricks done by people trying to steal pennies from you, you know.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, well, at this point, we want to start our life off on a good note, so we will try whatever we can. So, how much is it? I'm willing to pay whatever's needed.
0: He, he like, punches in his old antique um, money machine. It'll be a $200, madam, after tax. <laughs> But I, I have heard that you are a uh, responsible adult with a good-paying job in a new house, so... I
2: am, and I was going to uh, purchase my husband some more Tidy whiteys, but I will just wait till my next paycheck on that, <laughs> so oh, I well, will we, take I, it. I can
0: throw in a pair of Tidy Whities if you want, <gasps> I do have a pair upstairs, so... Oh, my goodness! just go, go and get those for you. <laughs>
2: yes, please!
0: He just gives him his, his own tiny, tiny, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Here you are, I, I got the least used ones for you, so there you are, and uh, Mm -hmm. yes, and here's your Ouija board, happy haunting. (laughs)
2: Wonderful, what a wonderful sales trip this has been. Shopping trip, not sales trip, shopping trip.
0: (laughs) Good evening, Madame, I mean, not Madame Iris.
2: Bye, Jeeves, it's nice to see you, bye.
0: Not Jeeves.
5: Oh, As he like
0: winks at her in the camera shot.
5: (laughs) (laughs) getting into her car with the bag with the Ouija board and the Tidy Whities, <laughs> Lily drives back to their adorable little house excited to tell Evan about what she purchased
2: Evan, I've got it I've got the Ouija board and look only the best for you and she holds up the Tidy Whities <gasps>
1: Honey, you know me so well I just Yay. ripped a hole through my last pair
2: <laughs> I got the I surprise
1: for you too actually
2: Ooh, what's Come into that? the living room <gasps> Okay I go into the living room.
1: It's a double-ended massage table.
2: <gasps> oh, honey, you treat me so well.
1: I love you, schnookums.
2: I get on the massage table.
1: <laughs> Should we do the the seance right here on the double-ended massage table?
5: <gasps> yes, please.
1: I'll uh, dim the
5: lights. <laughs> uh, they set up the Ouija board on the double-ended massage table. Lily <laughs> <laughs> and Evan place their hands on the planchette and close their eyes. They start concentrating and ask the spirit to let it know them of its presence. What's the first question you guys ask the Ouija board? Go ahead, honey, you're the salesperson.
1: Um, How are you doing today? (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not warmed up.
5: It's okay. (laughs) the planchette starts moving, and it spells out the words, Happy.
2: <gasps> <gasps> huh. oh, honey, it's, it's happy. You're doing it. You're such a good salesperson.
1: That medium didn't know what she was talking about.
2: Okay, okay, try something else.
1: Um, are you willing to help pay rent?
5: <laughs> the planchette starts moving, and it spells out the words, what is rent?
3: <laughs> Not the
5: smartest, is it? Then it starts moving again, and oh. it spells out, I am eight.
1: <gasps> oh. It's a little Ooh. boy.
5: It's... Wow!
1: Just like okay. we've always wanted.
2: We've always <laughs> wanted a boy. Oh. This is breaking my heart. Ask it what its name is.
1: I was just about to... Oh. Uh, he, he kind of like points to said. He says, "Great minds think alike."
5: Mhm.
1: What's your name, little guy?
5: The planchette spells out Darren.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a nice name. Hi, Darren.
5: The planchette starts moving again. Mm, sprightly little fella. And it says, "I'm scared. I want to come in."
1: Oh,
2: well,
5: oh. come in. Yeah. Well, well, I
1: don't see a problem with that. I mean,
2: I mean he's just a little boy.
1: There's probably some other big bad ghosts out there that we need to keep him safe from. Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe he's running from the big bad ghosts.
1: I'm cool with letting him in. Are you cool with letting him in?
2: Well, yeah, he's just an he's
5: just an 8-year-old boy. What harm can a little boy do?
1: Yes, yeah, so you may come in, Darren.
5: The planchette spells out, "Thank you." Oh. Good he's manners. Polite. Yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a star football player.
5: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see him graduate. Lily and Evan put the Ouija board away and don't really notice anything different about the house. But suddenly, over the next few days, Lily starts to notice something really odd happening to Evan. (gasps) He would suddenly stop talking in the middle of a sentence and his eyes would go black. Some nights, she would wake up in the middle of the night, and he wouldn't be in their bed. When she'd get up to go look for him, she'd find him standing in the middle of the living room or the kitchen, with the same blank stare on his face. She'd always guide him back to bed, and whenever she would ask him about these events, Evan would always tell her that he didn't know what she was talking about, he didn't remember it. Finally, she decided to confront him with just how often these events were happening sweetie um hey can you come sit down here for a second
1: yeah yeah sh- uh, sure thing what's up honey
2: um listen i'm a little concerned for you um you've been acting a little odd lately uh, are you feeling okay
1: i've been more tired these days my my boss hmm. has been kind of reeling down my neck about sales going down a bit at work i actually fell asleep on the job uh but oh. I mean, other than that, I I know I'll get back from my horses. Just a little <laughs> slump.
2: Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. But um, y- sometimes you kind of just stop talking, or or remember last night? Do you remember at all the fact that you left your bed and we're standing in the middle of the living room around 4 a.m.
1: <laughs> Honey, no, no, it's probably just sleepwalking. You, <laughs> you know I do that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess maybe you have in the past. It just seems to be happening a lot more, and I'm just worried.
1: I promise. And he puts his hand on your hand. You have nothing to... Hey.
2: Honey? <laughs> Honey? <laughs> <laughs> she slaps his face. Worried <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Hi! Um, yeah, I'm sure... Honey, do... What just happened just now?
1: You gently slap my face?
2: I... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all. Okay, um... Sorry to bug you. I'll, I'll let you get back to your aerobics.
1: No, no, it's okay. I, I still have my heartbeat up, so I can pick okay. it up no problem. And he starts squatting. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Go have fun, honey. <laughs> that evening, as Lily stirred in the middle of the night, she had the familiar sense that something was not right. Hmm. Reaching Harm her across the bed, she felt that Evan wasn't in their bed again. As She opened her eyes to prepare to look for him. She saw Evan standing over her and the <gasps> glint of something in his hand. She let out a scream, but it was too late. Evan's hand, much colder than usual, pressed against her mouth to silence her. And the last thing Lily saw was Evan's cold, blank stare right before he plunged the knife into her chest. The dark cloud that had taken over Evan's memory and body began to dissipate. And the first thing Evan felt as his senses returned to his body was the final beats of Lily's heart as he held it in his hands. The end. And Evelyn stands up from the fire and kind of gives a little curtsy and sits back down.
2: Iris is frozen.
1: <laughs> Kane is like, a single tear goes down his cheek. He's like, I would never do that. Oh, you, uh-huh. Fuck. I, I know. That was yeah. good, Evelyn. That was good. And he stands yeah. up and just starts kind of giving a clap. He's like, fuck, that was good.
4: That
5: was, <laughs> was good lessons
1: scary.
5: there about messing with dark forces. Exactly. Yes. Oh, we're well past that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, we, we are, but. That doesn't mean we need to repeat our mistakes in the future.
1: Yes. Hmm. No, of course. I, uh, I have, I have high hopes.
3: Mm-hmm. Good.
1: And he kind of, like, places a oh. hand on Iris's thigh and looks to her, uh, giving a nod of, like, Ireland.
2: Yeah, she smiles and just nods back and squeezes <laughs> his hand.
5: And I have to say, if you guys ever do get a house together, I am not sitting on any of your furniture. <laughs>
0: At that, there's an explosion of sound as the jiffy pop that you've left on the fire now explodes everywhere, and popcorn begins to rain from the skies.
1: Iris
2: screams and hides behind her chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's a camping miracle. Appropriate timing. Hmm? Oh my gosh, my heart is beating so fast right now. Ooh, popcorn.
1: Well, Iris uh, and Egan, it seems there's two down, two to go.
4: So Egan uh, speaks up and she says, Well, all of these are wonderful stories, but there's nothing like a good classic, a classic gothic horror story.
1: I'm not surprised at all, Egan.
2: But is it going to be scary? Uh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> a gothic the <laughs> <Without, without laughs> <Ooh>. horror. Without <laughs> horror. Okay, I'm ready.
1: I'll actually hold you this time, don't worry.
2: Aw, okay, put Larry down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And actually,
4: if memory serves, I believe there's a local legend uh, that happened around that time, around mid-1800s. And let's see, I-, I think actually it's not too far away from where we are now.
0: As the camera pans up, we see a collection of bats fly over and it pans back down to the wide forest where the campground is no longer there.
4: This story is called, The Old Man in the Crimson Window. Our story begins at the end of the road leading to an ocean. It is a rather gloomy day as the sun has not yet come out behind the clouds and the early morning mist remains over the grassy fields by the cliffs. Atop the highest point of the cliffs stands a white horse with a figure seated on its back. The figure is Catherine Newhouse a beautiful and independent young woman with long, fiery red hair blowing in the wind, who perhaps might bear a resemblance to someone we might know when she winks at Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn gets a smile on her face.
1: Maddie McFadden.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, Catherine has been here up here on her morning ride many times, but as she gazes at the coastline in the distance, today is there, there is something different. The long vacant Cavender house down the end of the road appears to have come to life. She sees servants buzzing about, bringing in food and trunks
5: and large pieces of furniture. So, Catherine, what do you do? Um, She's going to um, uh, guide her horse over to the uh, Cavender house and see what's going on there. Mm. See if she can maybe um, welcome some new neighbors. Excellent choice. So you ride down
4: to Gavender House, which is a beautiful, large brick home, and as you approach the front door, it opens, and a slightly plump older woman comes out, looking a bit distressed, and she says, Oh, I didn't know we were going to have visitors
5: today. Hello. Hello. Is the master expecting you? Oh, um, no he's not. I just happened to be out for a ride and saw you all of you moving in, and thought I would say hello, welcome you to the neighbourhood um, I live not too far away in Blaylock Manor Oh, you must be one of the new houses. Yes Yes,
4: Catherine Newhouse Oh, Catherine Newhouse Oh, what a lovely name My name is Mrs. Whittlebom I'm one of the, I'm, I'm the housekeeper here at Gavender
5: House <laughs> It's lovely to meet you Oh, lovely to meet you too Do come in um. Uh, sure, I I guess I could come in for a, a little bit. Oh, of course. Come on in. Now, the master isn't home right now, unfortunately.
4: He's out hunting, but we are expecting him later on this afternoon. Oh, but
5: I could give you a tour of the house if you like. Oh, uh, that would be uh, lovely. I would love a little tour. Uh, I won't be able to stay for very long. I must get back home uh, to my father. He, he's been ill for a little while. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll have you out of here in, in a jiff.
4: So Mrs. Mrs. Whittlebum takes you on the tour of this grand house. The opulence of each room is absolutely breathtaking. Wood-panelled rooms with large tapestries, marble-topped tables with finely carved wood accents, beds covered with the most exquisite silks and satins of all sorts of colours. And at the end of the tour, you find yourself once again in the foyer and Mrs. Whittlebom gives you an impish smile and she says now to show you the beast of resistance (laughs) and she does a little skip over to two oak doors and with a flourish she opens them up into the most magnificent two-story library that you've ever seen (laughs) floor-to-ceiling bookshelves that require a ladder to reach the top and at the back is a pair of French doors leading to a garden that overlooks the ocean.
5: I've never seen a more opulent library before. This is beautiful. Oh, is it
4: lovely? <laughs> the master of the house is quite a reader. Over there is where he reads at night. So to the left, you see a pair of beautiful overstuffed leather chairs sitting right across the, uh, from a stone fireplace. And above the mantel on the fireplace, there's a large portrait of a stunningly handsome young man with dark hair and striking green eyes. In fact, Evelyn, it looks much like that young man I've seen you with. What's his name again? (laughs) Nick. Nick. Oh, yes, Nick.
1: Popular guy.
4: (laughs) Well, he is very handsome, isn't he? (laughs) So Miss Little sees you admiring the portrait, and you say, and she says, Oh, I see you admiring that portrait of the master of the house. (laughs) That's (laughs) David Jones. He's a right handsome fellow, isn't he? It's a gorgeous portrait. Mm -hmm. Andy's such a kind, generous person. I worked for Master Jones and his wife Sarah for, oh, six years or so. But unfortunately, about a year ago, she passed away from an illness. That's horrible. Yes, such a terrible loss for him. But I think that's the reason he wanted to move here. And a good move it was. Why, we've been here for three weeks and I've already seen uh, an improvement in his disposition. <laughs> oh, I should tell him that you came for a bye for a visit and, and perhaps one day you and your family can come for a
5: luncheon. That would be lovely. It, it would probably be just me. My, my father really isn't up for um visiting other people at the moment oh well, well i'm sure he would love to just just have luncheon with you I'm
4: oh. i'm sorry i i just realized that 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 I have to help prepare the luncheon with the cook I promised her that I would help her when the master came back home I'm so
5: sorry, I I, I must go But you're welcome to stay here a while if you like Oh, um, thank you, that's very generous But I must be getting back home Um, I've, I've got to see to my father And give him his medication soon But thank you very much for the tour It's a beautiful place So you ride back home over the grassy fields towards Blaylock
4: Manor. And as you ride, you start to think about the beautiful Cavender House and all manner of possibilities behind a pair of striking green eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And although it is early afternoon, the mists of the morning have still not burned off. And you fail to notice that there's a large hole in the grass straight ahead. Your horse steps at the hole and humbles to the ground, taking <coughs> with him. And your leg is trapped under the horse. What do you do?
5: Oh. 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 She starts calling out, Help! Help! Is, is there anybody around? Your cries seem to fade into the mist.
4: And then, suddenly, you hear something in the distance. Rhythmic. The sound of horse hooves and with mist curling behind him in his wake Mm -hmm. a strikingly handsome young man on a chestnut colored horse rides up to you he has tousled dark hair with wet with the mist and piercing green eyes and of course you recognize him instantly now David you see a beautiful young woman on the ground and she's struggling to get her, her leg free from under her white horse what do you do? Oh, dear. Oh, are you all right?
0: Down, Charles. And the his horse kind of goes down, and he dismounts. And I'm going to um, pull out as fast as I can.
5: Oh, thank you so much. I didn't know if anyone was around here. Uh,
0: you got lucky. Usually there's not many people. This is a very open area.
5: I, I know. I, w- I was just on my way back home, and you, you look very familiar. Um... Are you living at the uh, Cavender House? Oh, yes,
0: I am. Uh, David Jones, at your service, madam. And he grabs your hand and daintily kisses the top of your hand.
5: Um, she gives him a little bit of a curtsy and says, Catherine Newhouse, uh, I was actually just coming from Cavender House. I noticed uh, the commotion there and no one's lived there for so long. I thought I would go over there to um, to greet the new owners and uh, your your housekeeper was so lovely and gave me a lovely tour.
0: Well, between you and I, she's more of the owner than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she she's a lovely woman. Now. But yes, that is that is my abode now. We we just moved in. I uh, moved in from Yorkshire just oh. a, a few months ago, actually. Oh,
4: wow! And as you talk, you notice that the white horse is is limping a bit, but there is no broken bones, fortunately. Um, And as for Catherine's leg, there's a bit of bruising, some some swelling in the leg, but fortunately no broken bones as well, but Catherine, unfortunately, you were not able to walk by yourself back back home. You might need help.
0: (laughs) Would you like a ride? Charles will take any rider. He's incredibly trained, aren't you, Charles?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I would really appreciate. I normally don't like asking people for assistance, but in this case... No, 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 I insist, madam. I insist. Uh, Thank you.
4: That's very generous of you. So David and Catherine make their way to Blaylock Manor, which is about three miles away. So you arrive at the gate of Blaylock Manor, and what you see is a beautiful three-story gabled stone house. And David... One of the architectural features catches your eye. A single oval window on the third floor framed in crimson red. Something moves in the window. At first, you assume it is merely gray curtains, but as you draw closer, you realize it's a figure. An old man with sunken cheeks and eyes (laughs) wide with fear. His skin matches the gray pallor of his worn nightshirt, and as you come closer, his mouth gapes open and he begins to move as as if he's speaking to you. And then he raises a trembling hand, pointing to the two of you as his words become more urgent. What do you do? Uh,
0: Catherine, do do you see something up in that window there? Do, do you live with your father, perhaps?
5: Uh, I, I do, yes, it is my father. Um, I, I must apologise. He's not very well. He's been ill for a while and does not have all his faculties about him I'm Uh, I'm his sole caregiver
0: yes no that that can be quite hard Uh, my my father also uh, suffered from things in his old age as well we had to bleed him every day you know because of the vapors and humors because that's what science is nowadays it's it's, it's the cutting edge of science we're
5: we're so lucky we have all those scientific discoveries (laughs) I (laughs) couldn't agree
0: more we are living in a delight age (laughs)
4: What are we thinking?
0: Nick, Nick has never sounded more chaste.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, well, th- thank you so much for accompanying me back home. I should get inside now and see to my father.
0: Surely i this can't be the last time that I'll see you. Uh,
5: I, I would hope not, but... Um, I, I, I must get to my father now. I, I hope our paths will cross again soon. So, David...
4: You decide to head back to Cavender House. And as you arrive, Jacob, the stable boy, is there to take your horse to the stables. And as you turn toward the house, Mrs. Whittlebum comes running up the front door, and she says, Oh, Master, you're home. We were expecting you two hours ago. I was so worried. I was about to send Jacob out to find you in case you were hurt, or, oh, heaven forbid, you'd fallen off a cliff. Oh, thank goodness you're all right. Now, c- come in, come in. You look chill to the bone. Let's get Not you inside. Not to worry
0: about me, Mrs Whittlebum. I have had the most wonderful meeting with this beautiful young woman. Her name is Catherine. The very air seems to sing her name.
4: Oh, is that Catherine Newhouse? The same. Oh, well, what a coincidence. She came by earlier this morning. Oh, such a sweet, lovely woman. <laughs>
0: I could not agree more, Mrs
4: (laughs) Whittlebum. But I have to tell you the funniest thing. (laughs) What? Well, I was telling the story of Miss Newhouse's visit to the new servants, you know, with the locals, and they said (laughs) that Miss Newhouse lives in a haunted house. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just
0: silly local superstition. I, I met her, I saw her father there. He's simply just an old man who's suffering severely. These colonists have the weirdest superstitions, don't you agree? Oh, I
3: know. <laughs>
4: oh, one more thing before you go into the library. Um, I sent Jacob down to the post office and he got the letters from before you moved in and look what was in the bunch. I think it's an invitation. And she hands you an invitation that has a stately wax seal over it covering, covering a red, white and blue ribbon. And it reads... Mr. David Jones is requested to attend the third annual Mayor's Masquerade Ball at the Mayor's Mansion the 29th day of September at 7 o'clock in the evening. Formal attire and masks are required for the occasion. And, of course, you know that today is the 28th.
0: It appears that we have a ball to attend.
4: <laughs> oh, oh! how exciting! Oh. I hear the mayor's ball is the event of the season Oh, you will have such a wonderful time <laughs> And, of course, perhaps you might run into a certain red haired young lady <laughs>
0: You and I are on the same page, Mrs.
4: Littlebum. It's good to feel alive again It is, isn't it? It's about time, sir <laughs> I
0: quite agree mm.
4: The next night was the mayor's ball You arrive at the mayor's mansion, which is a beautiful white Grecian Revival-style home, and outside there's a flurry of excitement as partygoers line up to get inside. As you enter the party, you see a rather large man greeting guests as they come in. This of course must be the mayor, and as you approach him he offers you his sweaty hand in greeting and says, Hello, hello, and welcome to the party. <laughs> oh, Inside. <it's> <laughs> <laughs>
3: hello,
4: friends. <laughs> hello, friends. <laughs> Have you registered to vote yet? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, no, I'm not much one for politics. Actually. Oh, that's all
4: right. Uh, just a little politician humor. <laughs> now, <laughs> I believe you are the new gentleman here who recently took up in Cavendish House. That's correct. Uh, David Jones. Ah, splendid! Splendid to meet you, Mr. Jones. I have always loved that house. But tonight is for enjoying yourself here at my house. (laughs) I have brought in the finest food and drink on this side of the country. And don't forget that we will be celebrating with fireworks in the garden at 10 o'clock on the dot. And he turns to the next guest and he says, Hello, welcome to the party! So, David, you've now just entered the party. What what do you do?
0: He is, you know, using his mask, he is uh, on a little bit of a game, as you know. Uh uh, He assumes that the dear Catherine is also here. Uh And just by the look that he got of her, he's trying to find somebody with a mask that... uh, matches her beautiful red hair
3: mm.
4: so you scan the crowd looking for Catherine and, and you see all manner of, of masks and uh, some grotesque and some beautiful and then suddenly in the corner standing alone you see a lone figure with beautiful red hair
0: he walks up to her and he stands next to her without looking And he gets close enough so that only she can hear, and he quotes the bard, of course. And he says, if I profane with my unworthiest hand, this holy shrine, the gentle sin is this, my lips to blushing pilgrims ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss.
5: Not looking at David, uh, Catherine says very quietly to him, you speak the bard well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you look even more beautiful than the last time my eyes beheld you, dear Catherine.
5: Oh, that's lovely. Maybe you should take up writing yourself.
0: <laughs> no, I'm afraid I am just but a conveyor of the greatest speeches of our kind. I am, I am a sore replacement. But perhaps I might be able to interest you in something that I heard the bard was never good at. A dance?
5: That would be lovely, thank you.
0: He offers Catherine his hand.
5: And she gently places her hand in his. And David and
4: Catherine move into the line of dancers. And they look into each other's eyes, and with the blush of new love on their cheeks, they begin their first dance together. But this was not to be the only dance that night. They danced the next dance together, and the next one, and the one after that, and they danced until they scarcely had any breath left and could could hardly move. So when they had finished, they went to another room and talked about all manner of topics, art, literature, the places they had traveled and where they had yet to go, and just as they had both secretly begun to imagine traveling to those places together the gruff voice of the mayor pipes up and says, Attention, everyone. The fireworks will begin in five minutes. So, come, everybody out. Out into the garden. Mm."
0: Well, we can't keep our mayor waiting, can we, Catherine?
5: I I guess not. (laughs) The fireworks display are lovely, to be fair.
0: After you, madam.
5: Thank you, and she gives him a little curtsy and... um, starts walking out to the fireworks, and trying to match pace with him. So
4: David and Catherine, you both go out to the garden to watch the fireworks, and as the first explosion Mm -hmm. lights up the sky, you (laughs) find that the space between the two of you grows smaller and smaller, until finally, David, you can feel Catherine's satin glove
5: brush your hand.
0: He interlocks his hands with hers.
5: She kind of gives his hand a little squeeze as their hands interlock. And after the fireworks, some of the guests depart,
4: and some return back into the party, and and if you take the opportunity to walk in the beautifully manicured gardens by moonlight, what would you like to do, David and
3: Catherine?
0: Is there any part of the mansion or the surrounding gardens that you'd like to see, Catherine? I hear the uh, moonflowers are in beautiful bloom this time of year.
5: Oh, they are, yes. And they also have some absolutely uh, gorgeous rose bushes.
0: Shall we stretch our legs?
5: <laughs> yes, that fireworks display went on for quite a while. it will be nice to go for a bit of a walk. Walk through the garden,
4: periodically gazing into each other's eyes. And as you walk through the garden, Catherine, you feel a drop on your face. And then another. And then two more. And and then suddenly you realize that, that you'll find yourselves in a flash downpour. <laughs>
3: what do you do? Oh, I must no. say,
0: he, he throws his coat, he takes it off and he throws it over Catherine. Please, come, we, we, we must uh, seek something. Do, do they see a little, uh, uh, you know, glass gazebo or something oh,
4: outside? indeed they do. At the far <laughs> end of the garden, there is a gazebo with with beautiful uh, trellises with the, the flowers oh. uh, interwoven between the trellises and it's perfect size, just for two people, follow me, my lady. And he takes her hand, and still
0: with the other hand holding his coat over her head, he leads her to the gazebo. Oh,
2: I like this story!
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, this is pretty and so tame So he runs to the gazebo, <laughs>
2: laughing and out of breath.
4: And as you find refuge from the storm, you look at each other. Your faces are glistening with the rain, and a single curl of Catherine's red hair has stuck to the side of her cheek.
0: I think you have something there, madam. And he kind of gently caresses it back behind her ear, and before they know it, they realize they're, like, basically face-to-face, very close, kind of just looking at each other.
5: Thank you. I can't believe how quickly that rain came.
0: Yes, it was really something, wasn't it? And before he finishes, he just leads in and kisses Catherine gently. There we go! (laughs) (laughs) That's basically
1: sex. (laughs)
4: and as we fade from the scene we see through a veil of rain two lovers locked in a passionate embrace the end? yeah I think it should end there that's great (laughs) the next morning David awakes (laughs) with the warm memories of a night of dancing revelry and romance
0: isn't it a beautiful day, Mrs. Whittlebum? I've had the most lovely night, my dear.
4: <laughs> I'm so delighted. And of course, I already know how your night went, because look what I found in your coat pocket. And he, she holds up a beautiful lace-trimmed handkerchief that has the letters CN embroidered in it. And she says, now in my day, young women were not so bold, but from what I hear, these modern women... leave uh, tokens in their suitor's pocket to have them come over to return the item so you know should the end of the day bring uh, the urge to ride over to a certain house I should just and she's folding a handkerchief I just leave this on the table in the foyer
0: Mrs. Whittlebom that's a wonderful idea you know what, pack my bags bring, um, get some sort of picnic set up and and throw a bottle of wine, some bread and cheese and fruits and I'll bring it over to Catherine and I I, I will simply tell her that we we must be together
4: yes, oh I love young love (laughs) I will go tell the cook right away oh do have fun, oh I'm so happy for you it's so happy to see you in love again
0: Come, Charles, love calls. <laughs>
4: so, you arrive at Blaylock Manor, just as the afternoon starts to take on a pinkish hue, And as you ride up to the house, you realize that something had escaped your notice on your last visit. You haven't seen any staff. There's no stable boy to take your horse, and, well, surely a home as fine as this would have a butler so you go over to the stables and you hitch your horse to a post near the stable but as you walk to the front door with your your picnic basket you see that it's wide open you could have sworn that when when you when you first arrived it was closed what do you do?
0: hello you left your door open Catherine and he's gonna walk in
4: So when you walk into Blaylock Manor, you notice that the air has a cold stillness to it. And although the furnishings are quite lush, there's a feeling of great age to everything in the house. And as you look around the foyer, you hear something from coming from the third floor. It can only be described as this horrible howl of anguish. What do you do?
0: oh my Catherine he, he runs towards the sound screaming Catherine's name hoping she's alright
4: so you go up to the third floor and you trace this horrific sound to a room at the end of the hallway but the door is closed he knocks on the door and once again you hear the horrific howl coming from inside the room uh, excuse me and he's going to open the door and you enter a large dimly lit room and immediately you see that this is the room with the crimson window as you walk further, you see a four-poster bed with the old man laying inside, his arms folded across his chest and his eyes wide open. What do you do?
0: Sir? Sir, was that just you screaming? Are, are you need of some aid?
4: He slowly turns his head toward you, and he starts to get out of bed very slowly. And then, with careful steps, he starts to move in your direction, his sunken eyes wide with fear and he raises a trembling hand once again as he did the first time you saw him in the crimson window and he's pointing from this distance you see that his hands look inhuman with long sinewy fingers and sharpened yellow nails and he begins to mutter something incomprehensible
3: (sighs) Beware Beware
4: And his countenance changes And suddenly the, the expression on his face Goes from fear to anger As he curls back his lips To reveal two yellowed fangs Oh shit
3: What you yeah. do
0: Good God! He, he's just going to turn and run, try to shut the door behind him and hold it shut so he can't chase him through.
4: The door's already closed, and it's locked from the outside.
0: Dear God! He's trying to defend himself. He, he holds out his arms. No,
4: sir, please. i We, we, we will get you help. I, I, I do not mean any harm. And he sw- takes his claw hand and he swipes at you, slashes your shirt, and just barely scrapes your skin so that you're, you start to bleed where his nails cross your chest. Ah! He's unusually strong for a frail old man. Just then, the door opens. And it's Catherine.
3: <gasps> She's standing
4: in the doorway. Catherine, you open the door to see
5: this horrific scene of the old man locked in this struggle with David. What do you do? she just screams and says, Father, what are you doing? And she <laughs> runs over to him and tries to get him off of David and she she pulls him off and says, oh, David, I'm so sorry. Father, this is a really nice young man named David. He means you no harm. Please, let's, let's get you back into your bed. And the old man recoils in shame and emits
4: a high-pitched wail as if he were a dog being scolded. And... He obeys. He goes to walk back to his bed, and he crawls in and assumes the same position as when David found him initially. David, I'm so sorry. Oh,
5: look at you. You're injured.
6: Catherine, you're...
4: What sort of
5: evil spirit possesses your father? I, I told you he doesn't have his faculties. He has fangs. Uh, okay. What has he done? Let's Let's worry about you. You're injured. Let me... Let's go downstairs and... Um, I have some bandages, and let's get you some tea. Please, let's let's get you to rest for a little bit.
0: I think that's best, yes. Oh, uh, here, and he hands her her handkerchief. Oh. I, I came to return this.
5: <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry it had to be under these circumstances.
0: No, 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 that's all right. But yes, please, please, my dear, lead, lead the way.
5: So Catherine leads David down to the kitchen and begins to brew some tea. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some bandages for you. Please just enjoy your tea. I'll, I'll be back right <laughs> away. I'll just go get the bandages. Very good. And do you drink the tea?
0: Uh, yes, yes. He, he drinks it quite contently.
5: Mm,
4: the tea is warm and comforting, but mm. there's something just slightly off, just slightly bitter in its taste. And a moment later, your your head starts to feel a bit dizzy.
3: Uh-oh. What the?
5: Catherine, what have you done? Catherine enters the room again and looks at David, and she says, I can tell by the look of confusion in your eyes that he is taking effect. Don't worry, it's not going to harm you. It's simply a strong paralytic that'll keep you from moving, but leaves all your mental faculties intact. I do apologize for Edward attacking you, though. It wasn't something I intended to happen. And... She looks at him again and sees if he's responding at all. And he is. He's starting to grow weaker. Mm
6: -hmm. Uh, Catherine, what did you do to me?
5: She just stares at him and as he gets uh, weaker and weaker, she says, Now that the paralytic has taken full effect, the fun can begin. And she's going to smile and reveal her fangs. Boom! There it is. Oh, <laughs> no. And as you struggle,
4: you feel your body becoming weaker. The last thing that you remember before you lose consciousness is seeing Catherine's fangs, leaning over you,
5: and you cannot fight. She walks. She slowly walks over to him, as he's staring at her, and she says, "As I'm sure you can tell now, I'm what some people call the undead, but I find that so melodramatic."
3: I prefer to use the
5: term vampire. Hmm. And Edward isn't my father, but my companion. And he's also one of my kind. After centuries of being with him, he's grown so tiresome. And I realize it's time that I move on. You know, there's a spark in your essence that intrigues me, David. And I've decided that you are going to be my next companion. She walks closer to him and kneels down over him. And she says... Now, this is the part where things get really exciting. And she slowly sinks her teeth into his neck and starts the process of turning him into a vampire. Mm. The next thing that you are aware of,
4: David, you are sitting on the ground in a cold, damp place. You open your eyes, and you're staring down a long brick hallway to the left of you that seems to go on forever into the darkness. And in front of you is Catherine. And she's standing in front of an arch, And she seems to be building a brick wall, sort of between the two columns of the arch. And you start to get up off the floor, and and when you're fully standing, you, you see what she's doing. Because in the space underneath the arch, shackled to the back wall, is the old man. And his countenance is one of sheer
5: terror. Catherine, you hear David stirring behind you. What do you do? Um, she turns around to him, holding one of the bricks in her hand, and... She says, hello there. I was beginning to wonder when you would wake. I'm sure that you're starting to feel the first pangs of hunger. Perfect timing for you to assist me, and then I'll help you get some food.
0: What is going on here?
5: (laughs) So, seeing that he's starting to get a bit upset, um... She's gonna to try to hypnotize him. Okay. <laughs> so uh, for
4: hypnosis, you are going—you're going to roll uh, with plus three because you are a pretty Ooh. powerful vampire. Okay. Okay, that's an eight. <laughs> Okay, so an eight is uh, a success, um, but you're going to have to choose either they realize exactly what, what you've done to them, they fuck up your commands, or their sanity is unhinged.
5: Mm. Mm. He's mm. going to realize exactly what I'm doing to him. Mm. Mm. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> so she's going <laughs> to stare into his eyes and hypnotize him, and she's going to say, Now you're going to finish this job and close up the wall around Edward. Don't worry, he's not going to harm you again. He's been deprived of blood for months now. it's Made him pretty weak. And once you finish, you can have some food with me. I'll teach you everything you need to know. The first time feeding is always so exciting. Then she's going to walk over to him. She's going to put the brick in his hand. And then she's going to pat him on the cheek and say, That's a good boy. You and I are going to have so much fun together. And then she's going to walk upstairs and leave him to finish building the wall.
4: <laughs> and as you hear Catherine's fading footsteps at the, at the ba- in the back of your mind, you scream, no, stop, I can't do this to the old man. But it is no use. Catherine has made you into a vile monster with no volition of your own. You are completely under her control. So you pick up the trowel and you put a layer of mortar and you continue to build the wall. And as you lay the final brick, you hear the muffled cries of the old man. And then you hear another sound. A soft scratching and then and, and, and a low guttural moan. And then another soft voice crying, "Help me!" But it's not the old man this time. And you realize that the sounds are coming from the hallway. You turn to look and you see that embedded in the walls down the hallway are many, many arches. And you realize that what you are looking at is not a hallway at all, but rather dozens upon dozens of living tombs of Catherine's former companions.
3: You, You look
4: around and you want to run, but you cannot move. And as you look into the empty space in the arch just next to the old man's tomb, you wonder, how long before Catherine tires of you? So Eakin pauses, and she looks at the firelit faces around the bonfire, and she says, <laughs> of course, it's only a story. But those who believe it's true say that Blaylock Manor now goes by a different name. And those who have done their research say that on windless nights, If you stand close enough to a heating vent at the back of the house that leads to that sub basement, you can still hear the faint cries of David and the other companions.
2: Would anybody care for s'mores? (laughs) Harris is like frozen in Kane's arms
5: and is like not moving. (laughs) That
1: was fucked up.
5: Oh, I like the beginning of that story.
1: Yeah, the first, oh, yes. the first half was really, really engrossing.
5: Mm, yeah, it, it was very
4: sweet until it wasn't. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. So, huh. Iris, mm. I think you are up. What what scary story do
2: you have for us? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know if I can go after all three of you. Um, scary story. Maybe, okay. maybe
1: it's nice that we'll be ending on a lighter note.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. all right, I think I have one. This one is based on real life events. Oh. Oh. Those
1: are the scariest ones because then it can actually happen.
2: <laughs> well, inspired by real life events. Not I forget say. It. All Right.
0: And as she says that, our camera kind of swings around from the group and heads towards the forest. And as it's cutting through the trees, you see that what's through the trees is changing until the forest opens back up. And Iris, what do we see?
2: Once upon a time... There was a college campus that was showered in the light of a beautiful sunrise. The birds were all (laughs) greeting the sun with their songs, and the flowers were rustling their beautiful petals, shaking away the sleep from their restful night's slumber. Our four characters are just waking up as the sun begins to shine through their windows. Okay, so who to start with? Iris, who is definitely not played by Kane right now.
1: Oh, I see.
2: (laughs) You wake up early in the morning and see a sexy man with seven abs sleeping next to you. He sleepily opens his eyes and says, morning, beautiful, sleep well.
1: I had the best sleep in the world last night and it's all thanks to you.
2: Oh, honey. And he gives you a little kiss on the cheek and he gets up, and he gets up from the bed, and the sheets come off of him, and he's completely naked, and he turns around and says, I'm really looking forward to this romantic picnic you planned for dinner tonight. Gonna give me any hints as to what we're eating or where it's taking place?
1: Well, as you know, I'd probably be vegetarian because I can't hurt any of the little animals, but oh, you know right. I need to keep it a surprise.
2: Okay, well, <clears throat> I should, uh, go and, uh, feed peter and put on some clothes as i'm uh currently naked so i guess i'll see you later hot stuff and he leans in for a kiss and he kisses you on the cheek and kane goes off to his room as you begin getting ready for the day is there anything you do before you uh head out for the day iris
1: Kane interjects, like, is that seriously what I sound like
2: and what I <laughs> oh, do? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, and I'm not very really good at voices, so, no, you sound much sexier, I promise.
1: Oh, God, okay, um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, good changes are coming, uh,
2: so <laughs> Iris decides
1: to step out onto her balcony and breathe in the fresh pine air from the forest next to the treetops.
2: Oh, very nice. And as you do that and you look over the beautiful treetops, thinking about the day ahead, we are gonna move over to one of our other characters that's just waking up, Jeremy, who is definitely not played by Egan right now. Oh,
3: this is awkward. Oh
4: dear. You. Oh God. (laughs) What's wrong? What's wrong with
2: that? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Okay, as I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) you jeremy wake up in your bed surrounded by smart books and science stuff and your batman costume of course oh of course and you get a call on your phone and you pick it up and you hear oh hello jeremy it is i Doctor Egan, how has your morning been? Oh,
4: hello, Elizabeth. How, my my morning has been splendid. How, how how have you been? It's
1: pretty good, actually. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, I have just had a nice breakfast. And um listen, Jeremy, I am very much looking forward to our important business dinner slash sexy date tonight oh. where we will talk about science stuff and probably make love after.
4: Oh, those are my two favorite activities.
3: <laughs> mm.
4: Jeremy, will you bring
2: that sexy Batman costume with you? You look ever so dashing in it.
4: Oh, of course. Mm. Will you wear your outfit too?
2: You have an outfit? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, yes, I will. Sus. Oh. Uh, uh, well, Egan continues and says, Well, I must go check on my science equipment, so I guess I will see you tonight, Jeremy. And she hangs up the phone, and you finish off your morning. Is there anything else you do, Jeremy, before you leave your, um, apartment, house, wherever you live?
4: Well, I, I go into the bathroom, and I take a look at my, my hair for one last time, and I kind of style it with my, my styling mousse, which is uh, mm. yes, the, the fanciest mousse on, mousse on the market, and I look <laughs> at myself, and I trim my beard. He has a beard, doesn't he? He does, <laughs> he yes. He does, yeah. He do a little trim on the beard, and I say, you still got it.
2: And as Jeremy smiles into the mirror, we go out of his window and we go to our final character, Nick, who is definitely not played by Evelyn right now. You wake up in your dorm? Does he live in a dorm, Evelyn? What does Nick do again?
5: He's a, he's a grad student in law and okay. uh, yes, he lives in the dorm. He lives in some of the um, grad student dorms that are in the uh, tree trunks.
2: Oh, okay, great. So, um, you wake up in your dorm and start reading a textbook while enjoying a cup of tea when your phone rings and you answer and hear, Nick, it's me, Evelyn. What a fine morning this is. Mm. How are you?
5: Oh, um, hi, Evelyn. I'm doing very well, thank you. I hope you had a lovely sleep last night.
2: Oh, I did! I am just sitting here reading a smart book and drinking tea! How (laughs) lovely! I am also petting my cat!
5: (laughs) Oh, um, that's lovely, Evelyn. Hey,
2: what are you wearing right now? (laughs) <laughs> um. Iris starts laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn just looks at Iris. Just like, really, Iris? Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll I'll move past that. Um, well, Nick, I am very much looking forward to the romantic date you have planned for me, since you are so in love with me because I am so beautiful and smart.
5: Oh, uh, yes, I can't. I can't wait, Evelyn. Um, I was thinking maybe we could have our second or our third kiss? I can't remember what it is, but either way, it'll be eventful.
2: (laughs) Hee hee he, you naughty you. Well, um, on that note, I am blushing right now. I am going to go finish reading this chapter of my book before class because I am responsible like that. So I will see you later, Nick. (laughs) And uh, she hangs up the phone and you go back to, what do you do before you leave your
5: dorm, Nick? Um, yeah, um, maybe just gathering all my stuff up for class, making sure I have all my textbooks and notes, and um, probably uh, cramming some last pages of notes into my memory before getting to class. Match made in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) So as you are responsible and look over your notes, um, you
2: all Enjoy the rest of your mornings and prepare for the day ahead and your hearts are so happy as you think about all the fun things you each have going on tonight. And as you all leave, you go check your calendars for the day's events and your hearts collectively drop (gasps) as you remember what day today is. Your big, scary, final exam in babette Larger's sculpting class <gasps> no oh no and if you fail babette said you have to stay behind until midnight and clean the art room and all of the art equipment meaning if you if you fail you have to miss your super important fun plans you each have tonight <gasps> scary stuff huh Iris is mortifying (laughs) you. And and Egan leans over to Evelyn and says, Is this the horror part? (laughs) Okay, so, scary stuff. Will you fail? Will you pass? Who knows? So, you all head to your exam, your heart's pounding in, in your chest as you get nearer and nearer to the classroom. And funnily enough, all three of you meet outside the door at the same time with three minutes to spare for a quick chat or pep talk. So,
5: do you guys say anything to each other? Uh, how are you doing today, uh, Dr. Runner and, uh, Kane? I mean, Iris. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I thought you were a teacher. Why are you taking classes here, too?
5: I,
4: I actually don't know. I, I... I, I suppose I just wanted to broaden my horizons. I, I dabbled a little bit in, in art, but, uh, you know, I, I like to do mostly science stuff, so...
1: Well, science is an art, too. You know, you're never too old to keep learning, Jeremy. I'm really proud of you.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much, Iris. <laughs> From behind you, all of a sudden you hear, Yo, guys, what's up? And you turn and see Zach! and he says hey you guys hi hi Iris hi Jeremy hey Nick I was just passing uh, this door on my way to my class which I'm totally skipping while I eat some drugs oh I heard you have your final exam today in Babette's class that's a bummer I hope you guys are feeling confident well of course (laughs) um I heard if you fail, you get locked in the classroom until midnight. That sucks. No,
1: don't mention the stakes.
2: Oh, I think I just did, Iris. I hope I haven't made you nervous. You did, Zack. You did. Oh, well, I guess that happens anyway, losers. Zack out, and he gives you a peace sign, and he walks away. And at that moment, the bell rings, and you all head in because you don't want to miss your exam because if you're not there when the bell rings, you automatically fail. I'm assuming you all run in the classroom, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you all find your seats, and Babette stands in the center of the classroom and says... Welcome to the big exam. I am Babette, the mean, angry art teacher who loves to smoke and say things to scare you. (laughs) As you know, if you fail and disappoint me with your lack of creativity and digging deep into your soul and stuff, you will get locked in the classroom. (laughs) I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, we're going a to tour through <laughs> Europe with Carlton's accent.
1: This is
2: Iris. <laughs> Iris isn't good at voices.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, blame the character. interpretation of
2: Iris' interpretation. I want to to Denmark next. Let's go to Finland. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll get through all of them with the way Iris does this. Uh, uh, as I was saying, you will get locked in the classroom until midnight and be forced to clean. So... Your exam begins uh, today, and you have two hours to make a life-size sculpture of something you love. Begin! Okay, so our heroes look at their, their <laughs> clay and begin their art making. So let's see what you all decide to make. Um, let's start with Nick. You look at the big pile of clay in front of you. What do you decide to make that's something you love?
5: Um, Evelyn kind of pauses and thinks and she's like oh, um oh okay um okay. I'm going to make a stack of books mm-hmm. and on top of the stack of books is going to be um like the lady justice statue that you see in <gasps> courtrooms,
3: Ooh, okay, um, okay. With the courtrooms okay okay two
5: scales uh-huh. um and in one of the scales is going to be be um the bracelet that Evelyn made me for Christmas Oh, that's adorable
2: okay and she pulls out of her <laughs> iris pulls out of her pocket <laughs> 2 six sided dice and goes Ronnie me two d6 where are we going?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: that's, a, that's meta. two that's two
0: meta,
1: two yeah, meta. That's so meta. Right. pull it
3: back meta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like space time continuum shattering <laughs> meta.
5: that's a nine a
2: nine? Okay, great. So, your sculpture actually turns out pretty good. The books are like slightly tilted and they're not fully straight up and down, but for the most part, you're feeling pretty good about it. Jeremy, you look at your big pile of clay. What do you, what do you decide to make? Well, I
4: look at the clay and I, I try to think about what it is that inspires me and mm-hmm. and, uh, and iris's comment about how science is an art i decide that what i'm going to build with this this mass of clay is that i'm going to build a microscope <gasps> because okay. that is my instrument and mm. so i build this microscope and and it also has meaning for me because it was the first moment that i got close to elizabeth
3: Oh, we sharing a
4: microscope to look at some slides of some some blood cells together and well, That's that always most... reminds me of it. Mm. That was such a happy time.
2: That's the most adorable thing in the entire world. Okay, roll me 2 d, two d- 6 and add plus 1 cuz my heart is just so full right now.
1: You did Jeremy <laughs> Dirty a- Egan. <laughs> my god. Yeah. I love
3: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you don't know that
4: yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> so, So uh, uh, Jeremy rolled a seven.
2: <gasps> okay, Ooh. so you build this telescope. What is it called again?
4: <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> a microscope. <laughs> and, and on okay. the front part, I put a little bat <laughs> sign on it. Okay, so you, build yes. this microscope.
2: Oh, nice. you build this microscope and it looks great and as you're staring at it and you're looking at everybody else's feeling proud, mm-hmm. all of a sudden a slight little crack starts to form in oh, one no. of the spots oh, and no. so you have to kind of patch it up a little bit oh. and you, you definitely patch it up and it looks okay but it wasn't as perfect as you once remembered and you're hoping that Babette won't notice your cover up job. Kinda
1: like my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. At least you remember right this you. time.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> um. On that note, Iris, and Iris in real life turns and like boops Kane on the nose and says, "What do you make with your clay, Iris?" <laughs> well,
1: there's just so many things that I love in this world. There's there's flowers mm. and pens mm-hmm. and my friends and mm-hmm. the color green and mm-hmm. so. I, I think I'm going to make a little a little flower bush with little uh, f- uh, white petals on it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to put a pair of aviators on them.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I did in real life. Okay, so um, roll oh, me two d six.
1: Okay, just reach over the fire, grab these two d six. Yep, and,
2: uh... take them from Egan. Do I do I add anything to this roll? Um. Uh, okay. Well. Mm. Okay, you can add plus one, too, because I love you. Yay. So that's a six. (laughs) 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 So, Iris, you try to make this um, little group of flowers and put the aviators on top of the flowers, I'm assuming. But right when you add these uh, clay aviators to them, they sink into the flowers. (gasps) Oh, no. It's ruined. It's over. (laughs) And you look at the clock and there's only one minute left. Do you do anything to try and fix them? Um, uh, um, I,
1: I grab as much glitter and paint as I can, and I dump it all on top. And then yes. I punch a hole in the center.
2: <laughs> Sorry,
1: I have a little bit of eggs left.
2: <laughs> I can tell. Okay. Well, so you now have a glittery mess in front of you with a hole punched in the center. Great. Okay. So as you go to punch the hole in the center, the the, the bell rings or the timer that Babette has set goes off and you all step away from your artwork and Babette says, Arate, the time is up, hands away <laughs> from the clay. I am now going to come and go around, stare deep into your soul and judge your work and decide your fate. <laughs> and um, Nick, <laughs> Babette comes up to you first and says, she looks at your artwork and says, Tell me what you have made in three sentences or less.
5: Well, there's nothing that I love or want more than being a lawyer. So I have a bunch of law books and the Statue of Lady Justice that is seen in the courtroom. And also, there's nothing I love more than my girlfriend Evelyn. And I have the bracelet that she made me for Christmas in it. Okay, that was definitely more than three sentences.
2: Um, There were a lot of
5: commas in there.
2: (laughs) Her eyes squint at you as you say that remark, which is very smart. She shakes her head and looks you dead in the eye and says, your life is a lie. You know nothing of what you truly love. Fail! Oh, Oh Suck it, Nick. And she walks away from you and comes to Jeremy and looks your at your artwork, Jeremy, and says, tell me what you have made in three sentences or less. In three sentences? Oh, I can do that.
4: Uh, that was I am two. not a patient woman.
2: <laughs> Love. There, that's the third. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love, she says. And... um. She walks up to your sculpture and actually puts a hand on it as if she's almost like appreciating the way that you sculpted this microscope. But then she pushes it and knocks <gasps> your sculpture over and it <gasps> falls to the ground and smashes into a million pieces no, and turns no, to you no, and no. turns to you and looks you in the eye and says, You have learned nothing about creating with the clay. Fail! And she walks away <laughs> from you. and he sort of hangs his head (laughs) and she walks slowly up to Iris and she looks at you gives you a kind of a weird look at seeing the glitter and then says to you tell me what you have made in three sentences or less Iris
1: so Iris is already crying and she's (laughs) trying to hold back just uh, pure wailing uh, being released from her Tiny little vocal cords, and she just says, Aww. I'm a mess.
2: This is a failure. Aww.
3: That's her third sentence.
1: And she just Aww. cries into her artwork.
2: Uh, Iris gives Kane a hug in real life and says, Don't cry. <laughs>
1: I'm not actually crying. It's...
2: Oh, wow, you're really good at that.
1: I don't think you'd react like that poorly either. I just, I don't know, I was feeling it in the moment, you know? Gonna
2: I mean, I character. definitely felt like I was going to cry at the time, but okay, oh, okay anyway, great. but yes, good job. So she looks at you crying on the ground and she's just turns her head away and says this sculpture depresses me a five-year-old could have done better I know fail (laughs) (laughs) and she walks away from you Iris as you're on the ground crying so you've all failed about Bet's exam how are you feeling at least I'm not alone in this
1: as she looks to Jeremy (laughs) and uh and nick it says i'm
5: sorry when i said suck it nick i i didn't really mean it that's that's okay iris um i i really like the glitter in your sculpture thank you yeah that's very nice um what, what is it supposed to be i use glitter
1: and sunshine and joy to cover up a darkness within me that's sad
3: Oh, okay, yeah. I have
1: family problems.
2: <laughs> Shh, Cain,
3: uh, Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> um,
2: at that sucks. moment, at that moment Babette comes up to you and drops a, 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 a basket full of cleaning supplies on the ground. And then she turns and walks to the door, turns back to you all and says, enjoy your night of cleaning and closes the door and you hear a lock behind you. You all stare at each other, sad for a moment, looking at um, your sculptures that were, were made fun of and the fact that you're going to be missing all your wonderful plans tonight. Um, and suddenly, as you're all just standing staring at each other, you hear a bang, bang, bang on the <gasps> locked door and simultaneously on the window that's covered up by a curtain, you just hear this banging on both the door and the window. What do you do?
4: Jeremy runs over and, and tears open the curtain
2: very dramatically, like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you tear yes. open the curtain, and look out, and you don't see anything. And all of a sudden, you hear another bang on the door, and you all oh. turn and look at the door, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, the lights start to flicker, and they go out. What do you do?
1: Iris calls out saying,
5: Hello? I'm Iris, I mean no harm. I'm just here to clean as I was ordered to. (laughs) Nick's gonna run over to the door and check the door, see if it's locked or what's going on there. Okay, so you try to find your way over to the door, but you can't see
2: because it's completely dark out. And um, all of a sudden you hear the door fling open. You can hear it fling open, you mean. And all of a sudden you (sighs) hear some clip clopping of little feet that enter the room. And all of a sudden you feel this furry thing brush up next to you. What do you do?
5: (sighs) Oh. Carrots. (laughs) Carrots? No, Kane, you ruined it. Oh. Kane, wait. Uh, Evelyn's just going to look at them and be like, who's Carrots? Yeah, I uh, do. I don't know. Carrots? (laughs) That's okay. You didn't ruin
2: it, Kane. All of a sudden, in your head, Iris, you hear a bird was flying past the art room and told me that Babette was locking you in here. Friends, this odd lantern you call Larry and I have come to save you. (laughs) Go forth and enjoy your night. And all of a sudden, Jeremy, behind you, you see a flicker of light as Larry turns on his lantern right in front of your face. Oh my my, Uh, my goodness. It's it's ascension light. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Jeremy doesn't know about it. No. So that happens. (laughs) And and, uh, Carrots looks up at you guys and says, you are now free to go forth. I have saved you because I am Carrots and I am cool. Hey, does anybody have a carrot for me? I have a carrot for you. Carrots, here. You're, <gasps> you're my best friend. Do you oh. understand him? Um.
1: Well, horses like carrots.
2: Good cover-up, yeah, Iris. Is my best I... friend.
5: <laughs> carrots starts eating the carrot. I just
1: took initiative.
5: <laughs> 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 Nick turns to um, Iris. is like, "Where did this horse come from? How do you know it?"
1: Um. Mm-hmm. He works in the treetops as uh, a friend of
5: ours and a friend of Jeeves. <gasps> Wait. He breaks his popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and Evelyn is going to, like, stand up and look at them and say, you guys have a horse in the treetops? Um, <laughs> he,
1: he's not as cool as the story says. He's, he's kind of an asshole.
5: <laughs> I mean, he sounds pretty cool. He's the not. roots are these huge rats that <gasps> fight each other.
2: Parents oh. is cool. On that oh. note, you all give each other final hugs and congratulations for being escaped from the art room and not having to do the cleaning, and you all head back to your homes to get ready for your fun night plans. Iris, you and Kane have a lovely romantic evening uh, with the date that you've planned and naturally enjoy a lot of hot sex after. Where <laughs> did you take him, by the way? <laughs> um, I took him to, um... Mm. Come on, Kate. Think of something.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Calm down. (laughs) Sorry. Um, uh, to the
2: hot tub. The hot tub. The hot tub. We first did it, and that's where I want to do it now. Okay. (laughs) All right, Um, wonderful, so we have lots of hot sex in the hot tub, which is very on brand for us. Jeremy, Jeremy, you and Egan enjoy a night of lots of science talk Mm. and making lots of breakthroughs in research and stuff like that, and then you put on your Batman costume for some fun times afterwards, don't you? I'm Batman. Nick, you and Evelyn, or you take Evelyn, to a bookstore to buy books, which of course she loves, right, Evelyn? Of course. And afterwards, you read to each other on a park bench while enjoying some ice cream, which is the cutest thing
5: ever. (laughs) I really like that for you guys. (laughs) Evelyn just looks at Iris, that's that's very nice, thank you, Iris. I think you should do it next time. Anyway,
2: on that note, um, as you all enjoy your beautiful night plans, the, the camera pans up and there's a bunch of stars twinkling in the night sky. And thanks to carrots, everyone, and Larry, everyone got the happy endings they hoped for and lived happily ever after the end. And mm. Iris like sits down. She was like standing up for the end and then she sits back down. Was that okay?
1: Wow, that, 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 was,
2: was, mm, that was a very story. interesting. Thank yes. you. I mean, I know they were supposed to be scary, but this was my story and I wanted it to end happy.
3: Oh, but were no, you scared?
2: A, <laughs> hmm. uh, the uh, bed was pretty scary. Bit.
1: Did you want us to be scared?
2: I was, I mean, I was hoping you guys would be scared in the middle and then happy at the end. Oh, <laughs> yes, I was terrified. That's exactly yeah. what <gasps> happened. That was just really, really oh, scary. shaking we had to yes.
1: Go through those tests and stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Marshmallow? <gasps> yes, please. Mm.
1: He's trying to, like, alleviate. He's <laughs> trying to, like, create a segue just move on <laughs> so we don't have to keep explaining.
2: Iris gets the marshmallow but then tries to eat it and it all gets stuck in her hands and then she tries to brush it through her hair and she gets some stuck in her hair and she goes, Oh, oh, oh no. Oh. Um, I did it again, guys. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. That's <laughs> going to be horrible to get out. Just <laughs> someone some lick my wall. hair. Yeah. Lick my hair, someone, and just get no. them, get it out. Just
1: it out. <laughs> like last time, Kane stands yep. up. <laughs> 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 and he kind of turns, and so he's like, it's funny how she said, not again, but this is our first time camping.
3: Mm. I don't want to know. Just
1: <laughs> putting that out there.
5: Oh, Evelyn's just going to, like, reach in her bag and pull out her earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Evelyn, do you have them kind of in regular mode or in eavesdropping mode right now?
5: They are in regular mode right now.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to have you roll on this, but Dr. Egan, mm-hmm. Kane, you are, like, mid, you know, you got a pretty big gulp of iris <laughs> hair in your mouth right now, well, cleaning well. it of marshmallows. <laughs> um, iris, Kane, and Dr. Egan all roll plus dark for me.
2: Oh, yeah, Big money, big money. 10 oh my god 10 that's i got a 10 too that's a 3 okay <laughs> so
0: experience. dr egan i'm gonna say just <laughs> the reason why you don't notice is because you're just still staring at this fucking horror show kane like <laughs> licking irises <laughs> <laughs> hair <out of> <laughs>
2: and
0: it kind of distracts you oh. from what's oh.
2: oh. <laughs> don't put too much in honey you know that happens <laughs>
0: kane has got quite the gag reflex. Oh, God. Um, uh, Iris and Kane, though, as, you know, you're used to this more than Egan is. You hear a ruffling in the woods, probably about 50, 60 meters behind you. Well, Iris, like... That? And you swear you hear, like, a... As if some sort of, it's maybe a record scratch or, or, or something, but it, it's hard to discern.
2: Oh, my God. King, did you hear
0: that? Oh, I heard it. Something
4: <laughs> heard what? I didn't hear
3: anything.
1: It was no, 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 uh, no, no, no. like a like a record scratch. <laughs> it was like it was like a really comedic like thing. Like something just came to a stop somewhere in the woods.
2: Oh my, wait, you don't think it's some weird killer who tries to like lure you with music and then just just smashes things on your head. Those 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 record things, right? <gasps>
5: what was that? <laughs> oh, my God. What, what's going on? <laughs> Oh, good. You guys stop licking the marshmallows. Yeah.
1: Evelyn, I, th- I think there's something in the woods. Do you want to go check it out?
2: Yeah, Evelyn, you should go check. Mm. Why are you making me? Or
1: use your well, earmuffs. Just use
2: your ear things, yes. <gasps>
5: yeah,
1: I okay, said it first. Fine.
5: <laughs> Jinx.
0: <laughs> I knew you were thinking it, though.
5: That's mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I almost forget that these things actually do something else. Um, and then she turns them on.
0: <laughs> you turn them on and you hear the sounds of the forest are amplified, but you also hear like, it sounds like some sort of click. And then you hear whispering. No.
3: Um, you
0: guys. <laughs> kind of uh, I'm echoing through and Evelyn, you pick up on it first. The rest of the group can't hear it right now.
5: I'm hearing some freaky whispers right now. What? What are they saying? Oh my gosh. I can't tell. They're just... Mm. It's freaky. Oh, no. I I don't like this. Guys, I think we should go right now.
1: Why don't we all split up and go (gasps) in separate directions so we can cover as much of the woods as possible?
5: Um, Wait, aren't you a film major, Kane? You never split up in horror movies.
0: I wouldn't know. I don't watch them. (laughs) And you hear four (laughs) more kind of crackling footsteps in the forest. Um, This coming from behind Dr. Egan's direction. Oh my god! The, yeah. Get. Something's getting close.
5: Hey, well, what about the cabin? Why don't we go hide in there? I forgot there was a cabin.
2: <laughs> Iris brings
5: out her wings and just
2: freaking flies to the door. <laughs> All right, Evelyn, go! Go, 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 go! Okay. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back. Kane, come on! Leave the marshmallows, Kane! Just leave them! <laughs>
0: There's a, uh, the biggest tree kind of bordering your direct campsite, Uh, it gives, like, a little wiggle, and you see kind of its bottom branches move, (gasps) as if something just skirted by them really
3: quickly.
4: And, and Egan's eyes turn, like, bloodshot, and she, she runs to the, the tree, and she tries to attack whatever is on the, the bottom branches. Roll. <laughs> Roll.
0: <laughs> Last show physically, please.
3: Dr. That's
4: uh, volatile, right? Eleven.
0: Oh my god. So, Dr. Egan, you like, you roll so high that some of your vampirism powers kick in (laughs) you kick off the ground so quickly that it makes like this dust (laughs) cloud behind the group
3: and it (laughs) actually
0: extinguishes the fire behind you (laughs) too and you move at this like break speed and you just grab hold and you feel a few textures of clothing as you slam a body Uh uh, right uh, up to the tree and the familiar sound of Zach Wilder's voice rings out loud to you. Um,
4: <laughs> Zachary, oh, Zachary! Don't, jeez, um, son of oh a bitch! Oh, God! Why what, what were you hiding there? You scared us half to death.
7: I mean, I, I was waiting for the perfect moment, you know, man? Like, the perfect fucking moment. I just, um, I was listening to your fucking mo- your, your, your stories, man. And oh yeah. my God, fucking asinine, Thank am you. I right?
4: <laughs> oh my God, Zach!
7: Hey, buddy, what's up, dude?
4: You scared us so much. Now pull up a, put up a log here. Come on, let's, let's get you some s'mores. As he,
7: uh, as he emerges from the darkness, he, uh, he's chewing on a, a ground marshmallow.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 okay, but Zach, that was really not great. That you made us scared because you should only be making us happy. And, and I don't like. Why? Why would you scare us?
7: Because that precisely is the reason why I'm here. What? You guys. Well, first of all, I mean, cross-country tour doesn't really work when you start New England and and head east. (laughs) Oh, true. (laughs) Not a geology major, so I don't know. I don't know maps. Geography.
4: Uh,
2: (laughs) Mapography.
4: Cartography.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Lame science shit, probably, right? (laughs) Anyway, I'm here because you guys... You guys don't have cojones in your fucking stories, man. You guys don't know what fear really is. <gasps> Gather around the fire, you guys. Let me fucking spin you a tail. Teach nice. me, Zach. Teach okay. me. <laughs> oh, that was good. And he uh, he throws on a little bit of like um like a, a tiny amount of gunpowder on the fire. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> a safe
7: amount of gunpowder.
0: In it like for one second increases drastically in size as you just hear a bunch of pops around it. Iris screams and
2: falls oh, back in her chair.
0: In fact, you know what, I'll say, it's enough because Egan partially put it out, it was down to coals. Zach, you literally reignited the fire with the gun. Yes.
7: <laughs> Our story begins, and he points up in the vast emptiness of space.
3: Space. <laughs>
7: Right? Okay. Mm. Nice. Our camera opens up in the vast empty Oh I went there already. Okay. <laughs> Whoa shit. The mushrooms are kicking in, bro. <laughs> oh no. hurry. Oh, power through. Power through. <laughs> oh, God. A spaceship. Like a big one. Not like a like like a wimpy one. But like, you know, like huge. Like okay, think of a uh the biggest spaceship you can think of. Now mm.
3: double it. Oh. Double it again! <gasps> ha
7: Good. Okay. And a voice echoes throughout the vast reaches of space... Damn it, again. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, speaking. Lieutenant's Journal. Space State. Alpha Sigma Sig- uh, Sigma 69 69 The years-long mission of the USS Expendable Mark III is finally coming to an end. At great personal peril, we have harvested an eons old relic from planet Sigma Pluto Oscar Oscar Kappa Alpha Initial testing confirms that the relic is comprised entirely out of one of the most elusive materials in the known universe, imitanium. (laughs) We have the relic stored within a secured section of the ship, accessible only by myself. This universe harbors many secrets, but one thing is certain. We are all going to be filthy, stinking rich. (gasps) Signing off for now. Love you, diary. (laughs) <laughs> lieutenant Crimson Blazer.
3: <laughs> <love your> <laughs> this
7: was the final recording of Crimson Blazer. <gasps> Our story takes up a week, a space week? A space week after the the untimely death of the captain of the ship. Lieutenant of the ship, damn it, lieutenant. Our camera opens to the um egan what do you call it when like uh you, uh like where where a doctor lives or whatever uh, sick bay yeah sure okay uh our camera opens on the sick bay uh. and um uh some uh some nerdy but totally hot uh sexy nurse by the name of Dr. Fox Holly Dr. Fox Holly
4: Zachary? Nice.
7: Oh sorry um <coughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and just for simplicity's sake, Dr. Fox Holly. Nice. Will be played by Dr. Egan.
4: Oh, Ooh. gee, I couldn't have predicted that one.
7: Typecasted. <laughs> for that. Right? Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, you've been uh, investigating what happened to the hapless lieutenant. Uh, you've noticed a great many lacerations on his body, mm-hmm. and... A strange burning of his skin. His eyeballs uh, have cooked, but remain relatively juicy.
4: Oh. (laughs) Cooked yet juicy. All right. So, I am now Chief Medical Officer Fox Holly, reporting for duty. (laughs) I said duty. (laughs) Dirtiest
1: joke you've ever made.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This man, this strange... Strange burning pattern on on this this man this this uh, captain no lieutenant uh, uh, crimson blazer. I I just I can't figure it out. His eyeballs are still squishy, and yet <laughs> and yet his 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 body seems to be burned over over sixty percent of his body. Hmm. I have to use my mega detonator to find out. <laughs> Oh, dude, these are wicked readings on the dial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've never seen anything like this before. I have to go report to Captain. And then she, and then she clicks her little uh, communicator thing, and... (laughs) Uh,
7: The communicator opens and and patches to a great, big, hulking behemoth, played by... (laughs) Uh, our buddy Kane. <laughs> uh, that's a body of Bull Steel. His name, Captain Bull Steel.
4: Captain Bull Steel, This is Fox Holly, me- Chief Medical Officer Fox Holly, and I just have to remind you of that. <laughs>
1: Damn, Fox Holly, you're wasting my time.
4: I'm I'm sorry. I'm te- I'm sorry. I'm terribly you're sorry, You always Captain. say
1: you're sorry.
4: I I'm just reviewing these files of 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 Lieutenant. Uh, crimson blazer and I have some strange findings the, the mega detonator reported uh, w- laser waves of over 60 million mega units
1: you know science doesn't interest me Fox Holly
4: mm. well I don't, I, I've never seen anything like this in my whole medical career we have to investigate what happened to him do we, do we know uh, where he was when, when this happened
1: I'm standing there right now, and... Where
4: are you? I'll, I'll come, I'll come to you.
1: Uh, Zach, wh- wh- um, where am
7: I?
4: <laughs> um, okay, dude,
7: you're, you're in, oh shit, I, I, I wish I knew, like, spaceship stuff. Uh, you're in the, uh, the place where they hold, like, their band gig shit.
5: <laughs> band <laughs> I, think, shit? I bands on a spaceship? The closet!
7: Yeah, uh, it's the future, oh. uh... Spaceships are powered by rock and grooves, so yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps engineering? I, 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 I Holly,
7: I'm in the rock room. You gotta get the, me right now.
4: The rock room? Oh okay, I'll uh, I'll be there.
7: On her way she uh, spies a, a very familiar sight um a blonde possibly with uh, very indiscreet features Fe- fit features 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 wow my face is feeling funky all right
3: um
7: uh, and a very red shirt uh, you're looking at Lauren L <laughs> oh
4: oh hello lauren uh and and what's her what's her rank uh,
7: she is one of the many laurens of the ship
4: Ooh. I mean, ensigns of the
2: ship. <laughs> oh, right. Hello, Lauren. Ew. How are you? What do you want? Weird, smart person. Well, I'm. Um, I-, I was headed down to the rock room. Uh, would you care to join us? Okay, but like, can you like carry me or something? Sure. Hop on my back. <laughs> <Her>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And Lauren gets on her back. Okay, you can move now. <laughs>
4: Okay, so and so I'm uh, fo- oh,
2: sorry,
4: fo- Holly presses the button and goes down to the rock room.
7: Cool, uh, sweet ass uh, elevator music plays, but not like the shit that you see in like today's elevator. It's like mysterious and spacey and totally fucking metal.
2: <laughs> As they're going down, um, <laughs> Lauren looks at uh, she looks at her hair and says, "You should like really do your roots sometime. This is I'm really embarrassed for you." Oh.
4: Um, I'm a, I'm a chief medical officer I, I don't have time to do my roots.
2: I have other things to worry about Oh yeah, like what's so important We're in space, there's a moon, there's some stars
4: And there's a dead man
2: And he's been Ew. burned over 60% of his body And yet <gasps> He remains squishy <laughs> Whoa Wait, did you just say squishy? Yes. Like that's really bad Squishy <gasps> The technical term, squishy <laughs> okay. Alright, we're here
4: in the rock room Let's go. and Carry me. And she kind of, like, Ooh. lifts up Laura, uh, lifts up Lauren and, and goes out into the, the rock room.
7: <clears throat> right, okay, so you see this, this totally fucking awesome gig. It's, like, a giant drum set, but also an engine. And, like, a giant bass, but also, like, an engine. And, like, a giant guitar. But it's also, like, a flux capacitor and totally fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> and a
7: microphone. But within the room, you see a sticky, gross, totally nasty fucking substance on the ground. It's like totally green and totally black and fucking, it's like kind of slimy and sticky.
4: Lauren, I have to get you off my back. <sighs> oh, All right, I have to go check Ow. this out. And she goes over there with her um, her mega detonator and she leans over... And she scans the, uh, the, what did you call it? The, the goop? The
7: totally shitty fucking goopy stuff.
2: Totally, oh, yes. Lauren, Lauren's like, oh, I'm like so bored. There's an easier way to do this. And she picks some up with her finger and puts it in her mouth.
3: Wait, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my
4: God. All
7: right. You taste, it's kind of salty.
2: Mm. Are we sure this isn't, like, sushi or something? Because it's we not have bad. we quarantine you right away. We don't I'm know like, what this is. I'm, like, fine. Just go talk uh, to my brother, Thrasher. It's fine.
7: Commander Thrasher was, uh, as you remember, he was uh, jettisoned from the ship to go to Space Texas on a very <laughs> secret mission. He's, like,
2: the biggest hero <laughs> I know. Space Texas.
7: <laughs> uh, uh, just then, Dr. Hawley, you, you get a thought. Uh, I just have a thought. This... These readings, they're they're off the charts. Yes. And totally, totally weird and sciencey. You need uh-huh. somebody weird and sciencey. You I know knew. just the person to call.
4: I know just the person to call. It's <laughs> who?
7: Maddie McFinn fan. Science geek <laughs> extraordinaire.
4: Maddie McFinnFan. And she presses her little communicator pin and she says, Maddie McFinnFan,
5: come in. Hi, this is Maddie McFinFan. Science director, not science geek, no matter what you've heard.
7: <laughs> it's totally science geek.
5: <laughs> no, it's not.
7: That is your job.
5: Maddie, or, or, or
4: uh, McFinFan, we need you down here in the rock room. There's a, a, a strange substance, a, a totally gross and, and and black and green goopy substance that I need you, I need help. The readings on my me- mega detonator is nothing like I've ever seen before.
5: Well, of course you need help. I'm the most capable person on this ship. Here, I'll Uh, be right down. I'm sure I can figure this out. All right. Ew, you're not bringing Maddie down, are you? She's gross.
7: Uh, speaking of gross, what (gasps) you see on, uh, Lauren L., her skin has taken a very greenish sort of tint to it, almost like mucus is kind of encasing her whole body.
4: Oh, Lauren, wait, don't move. There's, there's something crawling on your skin. It's what? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, stay here. Um, we, ew, we have to. Ew, Is
2: it like a spider? Get it off. Uh,
4: no, 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 no. It's, it, it, it's, um. We have to, to encase her in in the quarantine shell. And she presses a button on the, uh, on the panel, and a big force field goes around Lauren. Uh,
7: <sighs> encased in a force field, uh, we see as Lauren's skin begins to bubble and Ow. burst.
2: Ow. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no.
7: Spreading slowly. And by slowly, I mean very fucking quickly. Her skin uh, starts to burst in places. Uh, Ew! Her, oh her chest explodes uh, as an arm <laughs> you know, escapes from it, nice. um, and then brings her into this goopy mass as she just melts into fucking nothingness.
3: Oh, oh that's no. sad!
4: Oh, and and does does Fox Holly see uh, Bull
2: Steel anywhere?
7: Yeah, Bullsteel's totally there. He's been there the whole time. Yeah, oh. I'm right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just in the dark corner. Did you
4: see that? Did you see what 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 that 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 goopy stuff did to Lauren?
1: Wait, Lauren was here. No, I was looking at the giant guitar engine.
4: Uh, but now that's Lauren. That mass is Lauren. We need to get out of here. We 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 can't we can't stay otherwise it's
2: going to attack us.
7: You're right. The space elevator opens and you see Maddie McFinfan with Lauren K.
2: Oh my
5: god, that was the longest ride ever. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. You told me that the whole time we were in the elevator. Ugh. Okay, um Lauren, why don't you like go over there and <laughs> Science Director uh, Maddie McFinfan, fan, I've got important work to do, so why don't you just like go stand over there or something. <laughs> I will stand wherever I want, but I choose to go over there. Okay, good. Tell yourself that.
4: McFinpen, look, over there. That mass, that, that horrendous goopy mass, it just ate the other Lauren.
5: Oh, sad. Oh, well, what, okay, what happened before that?
4: Well, Lauren put a little on her finger and and swallowed it, and then it began to cover her, her body. It encased her in this, this that goop, that viscous goop. And then it, it absorbed her. I tried to, I tried to control it. I tried to, to put the a force field around her, but it didn't work. It didn't help.
2: Oh my God, why didn't Are you he? tell me that? I just put some in my mouth, <laughs> says Lauren Kay. Oh my God.
5: Well, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, you sm- might as
4: well just walk over to the big mass, because it's just No, I suck don't you. want
5: to. Can you put up another force field, Dr. Fox Holly? Yes. yes, here, let me
4: try. And she, and she presses the button, and down comes another force field.
7: Literally, as soon as you put down the force field, Lauren K. explodes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, just in time for Lauren G. to enter the scene.
2: What are you guys doing in here? I was looking for a sandwich. Whatever you do, do not put that in your m- Oh, What are you doing? No, stay away from that. Oh, don't, fine. don't put it
5: in your mouth. Really? How okay. many incompetent people are there on this ship?
7: <laughs> wow, you would know that, science nerd. It's science director. Look at this badge. Who are you even talking to? The voice in your head? The crazy fucking crazy person?
5: I'm complaining to the universe like I usually do. She does it and a it's lot. it's science director, not science nerd. Look at the badge. See? Nerd is crossed out and director <laughs> oh, is Oh no, right.
1: she's it's talking vicious. to the air again. Not good. Not good. I think she ate some too.
5: No, oh, I didn't.
7: Are you sure? Because you're starting to hallucinate.
5: I'm not hallucinating.
7: <laughs> As a matter of fact, Maddie, I, I need you to roll uh, two of the, uh, the square-looking uh, dices. Okay. Uh, and then add two to that roll, because you're so fucking nerdy and smart at this kind of shit.
5: That's a 13. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh,
7: <laughs> <laughs> you see, next to the, uh, the body of uh, Lauren, Lauren and uh, Captain Crimson. Um, there's a, a, a floppy disk, but it's not like any floppy disk. It's like a futuristic floppy disk. It's smaller and kind of more rectangulary, and there's like a little a doodad that that sticks out. Let's call it a flash drive.
5: <laughs> okay. Whoa, that sounds
7: so good. Yeah, flash drive.
5: So it's not near the goop right now?
7: Uh, it is near the goop. What do you do?
5: I'm not hallucinating. Do you guys see that thing over there by the goop? That futuristic-looking flash drive? Do we see it? I think that might have important information on it, but it's really close oh. to the goop, so...
1: Oh, I'll grab it. Bullsteel just immediately <laughs> walks
3: over.
5: <laughs> no, don't touch. Just try not to touch it. Here, hold on. And she pulls out um, <laughs> some uh, medical gloves and throws them to him. <laughs>
1: With the, uh, with the grace of a ballerina, Bull Steel gets on his tippy toes, jumps in the air, and goes to catch the gloves. And then puts them on, and he says, yeah, I got this, guys.
2: Oh my god, you're so hot. I,
1: I slowly. And Bull, Bull Steel starts saying this out loud. I slowly pick up the flash drive.
2: I have the flash drive
1: in my hand.
2: Yeah, you I'm do. I am
1: looking at the flash drive. So small. <laughs> How could it store so much information? And then he th- and then he uh, and then he throws it to Maddie. Here you go.
5: Thank you. Cool. This could have really important information on it. I think I should take this back to my lab and scan it. I'll come with you. Okay. Lauren slowly walks up to Bullsteel and
2: says, "Wow, you were like so deep."
3: Wow.
1: You wanna like make some sludge angels?
2: <gasps> um. With you, sure.
1: Alright. And, uh, um, Fullsteel lays down to the sludge and starts making sludge angels.
2: Oh my god. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren goes next to him. Oh I'm a
3: fucking no. idiot, am I right, guys? <laughs> oh
2: my god. Alright,
4: McFinFan, I'm gonna take a sample of this and, and come with you. I think, I think they are lost cases.
5: Uh, yeah, I would think so. It looks like it's just up to you and me. We're the only right. competent ones on the ship. All right, I'm gonna set a quarantine on the rock room. Let's go. Okay.
7: <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's uh, let's um, skip ahead. We'll go to uh, Maddie and Fox Holly. Uh, you're in the um, the, uh, the 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 the, um, the 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 room with the computer in it. It's one big room with one impossibly small computer. But it's, like, super-duper strong. It's, like, the strongest computer in the universe.
5: Let's okay. see if this works. Put the flash drive in the, the okay. port. There, right there. There we go. Let's see if right. I can boot this thing up. Okay.
7: Nice. Okay, you're greeted to, like, just a little bit of porn, like a tasteful amount of porn. Um, <laughs> and then, like, also Not there's uh, another... Yeah, of course, dude. Um, guys got to do what a guy's got to do. Oh, my uh, God, There's Zach. also a file... That says, uh, super secret, uh, um, spooky shit.
5: Okay, here we go. And she clicks <laughs> on it.
7: Password required. What is the
5: password? Password? Do we know uh. a password?
7: Well? I mean, you, you know a password.
5: Um, and Maddie just starts trying any password she can think of. The first one she tries is the word password. Oh, fuck.
7: <laughs> you cracked my code. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> uh, as you type in the word password... Uh, the screen (laughs) flashes to life.
5: (gasps) Look, okay, we got in.
7: You see, um, well, it's a, it's a hologram. Signing off for now. Love you, diary. Lieutenant Crimson Blazer. Wait. What are you doing here?
3: As this, uh, oh, this thing
7: uh, comes out, uh, there's like eight tentacles in like not the kind of tentacles that you would expect from like this kind of thing, but like a spooky tentacle grabs him, chokes him on the throat and you see his his skin starts to boil as it throws him on the ground and crawls menacingly towards him. And then it's it's got like an ass um, tentacle uh, and slaps the camera off. <laughs>
5: Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) I guess we know where this goo started. Yes. I mean, it's the first time it's been seen, so I think we should check that area out.
7: Upon this revelation, our camera faces off towards Officer Bullsteel and Lauren G., uh, as they're swimming in this this goopy, uh, super sweet fun thing, you actually find that it tastes rather sweet.
2: Hmm. Oh my god! I know why my the other Laurens ate this stuff. It's great, right?
1: Yeah, I have to admit, when I was investigating in this room, I thought oh this was the old smoothie stand. I got really excited, but
2: oh, I fr- I love the old smoothie stand. I wish it was still here.
7: Suddenly there's a <gasps> shuffling. Wait. In the engine room as all the lights turn off.
2: <gasps> oh my god, I'm scared. Like hold me, you big big man.
1: You got it and he wraps his big old hands around her head. Just a
2: minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will protect you.
2: <laughs> You're so brave. I love that.
7: There's a scraping sound from behind you. You can see a long dangly claw as it scrapes towards you, and the metal on this nail scrapes these these great fucking crazy ass uh, sparks.
2: Oh my god! Get your get your gun! Get your gun or something!
1: Ah! steel immediately Ugh. throws Lauren at the alien and starts what? to
3: run. What no! <laughs> <laughs>
7: Bullsteel watches as, uh, the alien, uh, the eviscerates worst. Lauren from the inside out and then the outside oh in, God. and then, like, sideways in this kind of sexy way.
2: Oh, I almost feel bad for these Laurens.
1: <laughs> Bullsteel just starts running, and he keeps running. He's running right toward Fox Holly and, uh, and, uh uh maddie mc McFin fan and he's screaming
4: Holly! Holly!
1: <laughs> on his way through
4: captain bullsteel stay
5: back you've been touching the the, the, the goop help we we can't let you in here
1: <laughs> he's knocking no, on no. the door let me in this door right no, now no you, you've been compromised
5: <laughs> we can't let you in no
1: bullsteel's gonna punch through the glass
7: <laughs> As he punches through the
5: glass, um,
3: <laughs>
7: no. uh, roll two more of those, those shiny math rocks. Oh boy.
1: That's, uh,
7: do I add anything because I'm super strong and, and, uh, and bullish? Oh, um, I guess you're kind of super strong and bullish. Add three to that, I guess. <laughs> bullish. Eleven, Eleven baby. Damn. Eleven, baby. Uh, that's what you say as you punch through the glass. <laughs> uh, you feel, um, what should be blood on your hands, but it's only this Icarus black goop.
3: Um,
7: Suddenly, uh, a droid comes by, uh, um, scans the goop, and um, uh, you hear a page out into the darkness of space saying, uh, paging, uh, uh, paging, uh, uh, janitor, please report to the, uh, science computer fucking room, please Whoever programmed our droids to be that indecisive, I gotta have a word with them Uh, Bullsteel, you see yourself super duper fucking angry, uh, because you, you totally hurt yourself and Fuck. your hand is totally bleeding And it's all their fault, what do you do? Oh no
1: you guys made me bleed my own blood.
4: I'm now I'm gonna make
1: you bleed your own blood.
4: Oh, I don't think so. And and uh, and and Fox Holly reaches up to her. Her she she has a, uh, a an implant on the side of her head, and and she says, "I'm gonna use my telepathic laser to to blast him." And she.
1: Well, I'm going to use my Magnum Nine-Nine. He <laughs> pulls an archaic gun out of
5: his holster. pulls out a small, like, um, space laser.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, I need everybody to roll um, their,
5: what do you call them for?
1: Extra-dimensional dice. Extra-dimensional dice,
7: yeah, do that.
1: There's a reason
7: why they call me Bullsteel.
5: Are we adding anything to those interdimensional dice?
4: Fuck
7: no, Maddie, you're lame. We'll steal, roll the 12.
5: <gasps> Damn. Then
4: what about Fox Holly? Does she add anything?
7: Uh, yeah. Fox Holly, you can add whatever you want, lady.
4: Oh, okay. Plus three. Hey, 40. that's not fair. <laughs> really sad.
7: <laughs> what? She's hot.
5: Oh my god. Yeah, I think we're all hot.
7: Hell yeah, man. Thank okay. You, Iris. So at the same time, psh, psh, ah. uh, there's shots in the air. Commander Fox Holly, you shoot the, the bullet right out of the sky and uh, tag <laughs> Officer Bullsteel right in the fucking nuts. Fuck you, dude. Oh, my <laughs>
4: I'm a great shot. Fuck.
7: Just then, uh, the door, uh, a separate door, an, an adjacent door into a hallway that Bullsteel's in, opens up, uh, and we're greeted with <laughs> Lauren B. And the fucking janitor motherfucking brian
2: <laughs> <laughs> so like you're a janitor right are you just sad all the time because you're like a janitor
6: um i actually find that my sadness is not necessarily limited to my um janitor duties oh but just kind of uh life in general
0: so yeah um did anyone need a cleanup? And Brian is squeaking his his hover space janitor cart over, uh, and grabs his space mop and looks at Bull Steele and says, "Oh, Bull
6: Steele, you uh, you made a pretty big uh, mess. Do you mind if I just mop,
4: mop up? I could mop up your shirt." Wait, wait. Don't, 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 touch it. Every time somebody touches it, they, they get absorbed and they, they explode.
2: So, you know, stay away. Oh my God, who would be stupid enough to do that?
5: <laughs> um, there's been plenty of people on this ship, actually. We're not gonna get into it right now. Okay, like what happened
2: here? Do I need to like call my superior or something? Cause this seems like a hot mess and I feel really embarrassed for you guys. I think we have to run. We have to get out of here.
4: Yeah. Go, go back the way you came, come on. and and Pox Holly starts
2: running away. Ugh, I just came from there. Oh, just get on my back. Come on. Thank
6: I get arrhythmia if I run uh, too fast, so oh, oh, okay. I guess we'll just keep it up to a light jog, I suppose, because um, if not, I have bad circulation in my toes and oh, in my fingers. God. and And, You're and, still and sometimes talking? my nose, and I, I lose the ability to smell things sometimes, which oh, is probably just... why I'm a janitor. I, I, you know, coming to the fact that that might be it.
7: <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what are you doing, Bullsteel?
1: keeping up as much as i can behind
3: (laughs) Ryan. i can't be alone right now
7: yeah i'm gonna say that uh you and your um your horrible epic level of pain uh you're gonna be a lot slower than the rest of them
2: oh my god we're gonna have to wait forever
7: yeah, it's like a five-minute run down this one inconveniently long hallway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, like, four and a half minutes into your little jog, um, Bullsteel is, he's all alone. And he sees. Oh, fuck, it's another
2: Lauren. Oh, my God, hey! what happened to you? Oh. Hey,
1: my nuts got shut off.
2: Ooh, I really don't want to talk to you very much because I don't like your voice. I love you, Kane, but I'm trying to channel my inner Lauren. Okay, but um... Yeah, like I just really don't like your voice.
7: Actually, Lauren, you do want to touch him.
2: Actually... um, Okay, all of a sudden I really want to touch you right now. Do you... I'm just gonna do it, okay? I'm just to hold out your like, big, big arm. And she touches his arm!
7: Uh, as that happens, um, her fingers morph into these <gasps> um, syringe looking motherfucking things and start sucking uh, Bullsteel's arm until it's shriveled in. Oh. And... What the fuck is happening?
2: Oh my I'm god, sweet. this... Ooh, okay, I'm like really sorry, but like not, because that was kind of cool.
7: What are you doing to me? I'm she might... touches the other arm. Ah! <laughs> 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 More sucky. <laughs>
3: So
1: so you're telling me Bullsteel has no nuts, two raisin
7: arms, and these giant legs? (laughs) Hey, man, have you seen Bullsteel? Like, he never skips leg day. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Right? Anyway, um, as that's happening, uh, you see this Lauren uh, isn't, in fact, a Lauren at all. It's... (gasps) something its neck elongates into this this long long neck like substance mm. but like stretchy and spooky Ooh. and its mouth opens impossibly wide and swallows bull steel hole
2: nom 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 nom
7: <laughs> and thus as that motherfucking busteel uh the camera <laughs> uh Uh, spaces back uh, to Lauren, uh, Lauren B and Brian as they're running uh, slower than the others.
2: Oh my god, this is taking forever.
6: Hey, I I never asked you, in case we die, would you ever like have gone out with me? Like, what are my chances of a scale from like 1 to 10?
7: As you're talking, uh, one of the doors in front of you closes.
2: (gasps) Ew, what was that?
7: (laughs) Finish that thought, though.
2: Um, like... Um maybe like a zero maybe a negative two
6: okay so not not um under that honestly that's that's probably the best answer any the lords have ever given me
2: <laughs>
6: but like what was that oh my God. <laughs> brian uh, kind of does like a circle around and goes don't worry
0: i will protect you and lifts up his mop kind of partially covered in goo
3: and is uh,
2: spinning Ew. it
0: around to make like a little force field like Ew. an umbrella
2: I thinks i got in my eye. Ow. <laughs> Janitor, just look <laughs> at my eye and tell me how bad it is, okay?
0: How bad does her eye look?
7: Um, her eye is no longer an eye. It's a fucking mouth.
0: <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. <gasps> it's um,
6: <no>. a <laughs> mouth!
0: What? Um, I'm gonna take my, my my mop and like shove it in her face.
7: Uh, Um, okay, I'm going to have you roll, uh, roll and then add, oh, fuck, it's Brian, negative two to it, fucking. Honestly, that's, that's
6: the best rolling odds I've ever been given. Um, oh, dear, that's going to be a four.
7: Oh, fucking totally expectable. Damn, oh, shit. Oh, no, Brian, oh, no. Um, so, (laughs) um, (laughs) Brian sticks out the mop limply like he does uh, towards Lauren and the mop um, just kind of flops there uselessly.
2: Yeah, I feel really bad for you Wait, do I want to eat him, Zach, like I did to Bullsteel?
7: Uh, not yet, because something even spookier is about to
2: come Okay, I just want to say sorry now, guys, That I seem to be eating all of you
7: Um, you see, in the distance uh, a large shadow looming towards you. Whatever it is, it's coming. It's freaky, spooky even.
2: Um, whoever you are, just, like, stay away from me. I'm not looking my best right now.
6: <laughs> is there a grate that Brian could, like, find on the side and try to unscrew it and run into the grates?
7: Oh, dude, that's fucking crazy. Uh, Yeah, okay. go for that. Brian's
6: going to take out his nickel and try
0: to unscrew his space nickel and try to unscrew the uh, space vents, space screws.
7: <laughs> God damn it, Brian, you're a janitor. You have a fucking screwdriver with you.
2: Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um... Um, I, this is very violent, but can Lauren, um, wait till he's done doing that, then try and shove him towards the shadow and go in the grate herself?
7: Yo, okay, cool. Uh, so Brian, I'm gonna have you roll and then just add zero to it, cause this is the best idea you've ever come up with. <laughs> oh, hey, that's gonna be a nine. Oh, nine, fuck yeah. So you're you're jangling this this fucking nickel and you realize oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot, like like Space Zack, my father always used to tell me. <laughs> um, and you pull out your screwdriver and start unscrewing. Just then you see whatever it is in the darkness appears in the emergency lights. Mom. You see a small cat um, uh, on its uh, on its collar reads, Whiskers.
3: <gasps>
7: the third. Oh, nice. Yeah, get it?
3: Oh my gosh. Link-
7: Yeah, Whiskers totally died two times. Anyway,
3: it wasn't a generational thing.
7: There were replacements. Yeah, like you do with a cat. (laughs) Anyway, it it crawls up to you, Uh, Brian. You just open it in the nick of time before the cat gets to you. What do you do?
6: Um, he's going to try to crawl in as fast as he can, while um kicking Lauren away so that she doesn't pull him out of it. Get away Okay, both of
7: you roll. Roll those dice. Okay. That's gonna be at 11.
2: Do I add something (gasps) to it, Zach?
7: Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know the rules. I don't make the rules. Just roll.
2: How about I add 10?
7: Uh, no.
2: Okay, fine. I got a six. (laughs) Yeah.
7: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Brian, uh, uh, you, uh, you scramble down and kick her right in in both of her mouths. Ow! Uh... You're alone with the cat, Lauren. As as Brian, you're you're heading through the the air vents,
6: making Ugh. my great escape. Oh, there is asbestos in here, though. I should hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, <laughs> the cat menaces towards you.
2: Um. Okay, cat. Um. Just like play it cool. Um. Here, and she's gonna and she's gonna take off one of her earrings and throw it in the other direction.
7: The cat is unaffected by your paltry <gasps> offerings.
2: How dare you! That was a really nice earring. Um. Okay. Do you want um? Do you want something here? Have a lipstick, and she throws that at it. Hmm. Nothing. <gasps> She's gonna start running in the opposite direction.
7: Run. Well, as you try to do that, uh, the camera's going to 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 fade. Not fade, but what? Uh, came, what's it called when <laughs> when the camera like sideways jigs away? Man, I usually
1: just like throw a blanket
7: over it for transitions. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, then I, and then I pull the
1: blanket down so it's like kind of doesn't look that. Okay,
7: okay, I got that. Okay. Um, so a blanket mysteriously appears over our camera, but it's like a see through blanket, and all we can see is uh, a splash of red uh, <gasps> as the, the camera's lifted. Oh. Uh, uh, transitioning to our next scene with Commander Holly and Maddie. You're all alone.
5: I think we've lost the other two. We're in danger. I I, I mean, they were liabilities anyway, so it's really not to our detriment. I know. I think the ship's been compromised. I think we need to go to shuttle bay.
4: And at the very least, we can blow the creature out of the airlock. That is a brilliant plan. I like it. And then we can escape in one of the shuttles.
3: Let's go. Sounds good. This way.
7: You're running there. Um, in fact, you're like two rooms away from this cool-ass shuttle lock, and then you see it for the first time in your entire existence on this spaceship. There's a room. You're surprised you haven't noticed it before. It's labeled "super secret stuff." Uh, do not touch. Signed, Commander. No, Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Was it Lieutenant? Lieutenant. Crimson Blazer.
4: I bet this is where it originated. Let's let's go inside. I mean, I could,
5: but there's a sign that says "Don't touch." And I really don't like to break protocol. Well,
4: I'm a doctor. I this... can handle myself. Hmm. I think we need to investigate. That the draw of science does not deter me.
2: Let's Ooh, go.
5: Science. The only thing I like more than science is Richie Simmons, the greatest intergalactic calisthenic expert.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: nice.
5: Nice. <Steph>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
7: Um, so as, as one of you enters the room, one of you totally um, blinks for a second and uh, the door closes and you realize oh shit I forgot my password
5: Oh, oh shit I forgot my password <laughs> <laughs> So who's inside the, the room and who's outside
7: uh, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna flip a coin which is also a bottle cap. <laughs> Call it, like, the the pointy end or the soft, cool end? Soft, cool end. Oh, cool. It's the soft, cool end. You get to go inside the secret super duper room. All right. Okay. So in this room, there's all, like, all these cool boxes labeled super secret stuff. Um, And, like, uh, I'm going to say 80% of it's porn. But, like, (laughs) really cool space porn.
4: Uh. And I'm I'm going to look through all of these boxes, and, and... Oh, oh, God, I don't need to see that. Um, Green chick's gone wild. Nice. Uh, how about this one? Oh. oh, oh, no, 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 no.
5: Um,
7: uh, Star Horse, good choice. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, from outside of the room, Maddie's going to call. Dr. Fox Holly, do you see anything? Well, I see a lot
4: of things that I don't like to see, but... Uh, wait, I, I see this strange box over there. Let me try this one. And Okay. Uh, what
7: is it? You open it, and uh, this really cool, like, freaky orange-green glow, it's orange and green, whoa, cool, space, um, opens up, and you see it's it's an idol of some kind, made entirely <gasps> out of imitanium.
2: Oh, what's an idol? Is that like a uh, spoon?
7: It's, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, it's a spoon-shaped idol. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Oh,
5: Okay. Oh my god! Uh, uh, <laughs> I,
4: I I I found something. It's it looks like a a spoon, but it's it's glowing. It's it's very strange. It's it's
5: it's entrancing. It's it's shifting between orange and and green. And, okay. okay oh, well, why don't I um? Why don't you bring it with you, and we can do further investigations on it once we get off of the ship. Okay. Um. Yes, let me put it in my, my, my pocket here. Okay,
4: um, I'm, I'm coming out. Is there, um, Zach, is there anything else in this room that I should be checking out?
7: Uh, well, what you don't notice is uh, there isn't a door on this side. Uh, he didn't build one.
4: <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I don't know if I can get out of here. Um, wait, uh, uh, and, and I start banging on the doors. Wait, let me out, let me out.
7: Okay, you hear banging on the doors, Maddie, Um, but you also hear some rustling uh, from above. Uh, It seems like something is above you, crawling.
5: Um, uh, uh, Dr. Fox Holly? Yes. Um, I'm hearing something above me, and I think you're probably safer in there right now than I am. So, um, I am going to start heading towards the shuttles and then maybe come back for you. Okay. All right. Um, if I if I
4: get out of here, I'll, I'll meet you in the shuttle room. Okay, sounds good. Okay.
7: Okay, Maddie. Whenever it is, it's coming close, and it's coming... Well, not not really fast. It's coming kind of slowly, but, <laughs> uh, but you can hear it the whole way.
5: <laughs> Maddie pulls out her space laser, and she has it kind of um, trained above her as she's heading towards the shuttles, and she keeps looking back and checking it, and... Um, as she's running towards there.
7: Okay, um, as you're running towards, you have your space laser trained. Uh, you feel a drip of sweat uh, down your spine as whatever it is, it's coming. Just then, um, uh, from the ceiling, falls something. Uh, you're not sure what it is. What do you do?
5: She fires at it.
7: Oh! <laughs> um, okay, uh, I need you to roll... Um roll your uh your your thing dice. Okay.
5: That's an eight.
7: An eight, okay, cool. Uh you fire the thing. Um Brian. You feel this pain. Uh, as you fall on your ass, you take two harm. Oh. And from, uh you stand up so weird. and you see Maddie for just a split second as a flash of light. Uh takes you for another to harm
6: I think that means that I'm dead
7: you're dead fuck you get Aww, out of my story okay Oh, uh, Maddie you've just committed murder <laughs> you're like you're a bad girl like a really bad girl
5: mm. she says uh, it, Brian Wayne couldn't you run on the floors like a normal person
7: speaking of on the floors like a normal person you see Lauren Totally unharmed. She's she's walking towards you like nothing happened.
2: Hey, what's, like, going on over here? Also, your lipstick does not match your skin tone, and I told you that yesterday.
5: I know, (laughs) but I have more important things to concern myself with, like science.
2: Oh my god, what did you
5: do to the janitor man? In case you didn't know already, there's some weird stuff going on around this building. There's some weird goo, and... Oh. Anyways, I thought it was that it wasn't my bad. So there's
2: like something bad in the ship, eh? That's not great.
5: Uh, no. So if I were you, I would try to find any of the other Laurens and tell them not to eat any weird goo that they see because we've had a number of them that have already done that. And it seems like, I don't know, a character trait or something of all you Laurens.
2: Hmm. <laughs>
5: You're like so funny. Zach,
2: does she keep walking towards her?
7: Uh, I'm going to say yeah.
2: Mm. You're
7: mm. probably, like, just a couple feet away. Like, totally within e- kissing distance.
5: Why Why are you walking towards me when you should be, like, going towards the other Laurens? Like, did you not just hear, hear what I said? There's weird stuff going on. Shh! She puts, she puts, like, a finger on her lips
2: and what? says, I'm going to help you get that lipstick off, okay? And she <laughs> leans down for a
5: kiss! <laughs>
3: Oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's
5: going to try to shove her. Okay. No. Um,
7: uh, make uh, a die roll. Maddie, uh, you're just going to add one to this because you're kind of, like, scary, I guess. Uh, Lauren, you're going to add four to this roll.
5: Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a 12. Oh, no, I got an eight.
7: Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so you put your finger on the lips. Mm. Um Mm. Uh, Maddie, you can feel, um, your lips, they're, they're, they're feeling swollen.
2: What, what, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Kane, I love you, okay, I'm sorry.
7: Um, Maddie, uh, this is happening to you. What do you do?
5: She's gonna keep trying to shove her and be like, get, get off me!
7: Lauren pulls out a space gun and shoots you ha! dead.
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> Ew. Oh, I can't believe... We, whoa! We were almost there. Okay. Uh, well, sorry, you're dead.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's um, okay. I think Bounty would have liked going out fighting. <laughs>
7: <laughs> you hear all of this, Commander Holly?
4: Who's there? Who's behind? Who's behind this door?
7: Um. You see, um, as Lauren, uh, you you turn into like this goopy goop. And slide through the one one doored door. To door mm. the one-way door.
2: Oh. Uh, gloop, I- loop, gloop, gloop, gloop.
7: <laughs>
4: and, and um I take out the spoon. The spoon <sighs> idol. Uh,
7: you've just noticed. Uh, on the spoon there's a button.
4: Oh. I didn't notice before. This before. And I press the button.
7: you got a fucking lightsaber. <gasps> or, um, oh, that's, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, oh. uh, like a Ooh. space sword He's... made of pure light beams.
4: Ooh, oh. yes, yeah. I, I've heard of this before. It, it, all right, um, oh, and, and so Fox Holly does this. I'm going to attack this goop, and uh, I'm going to put this lightsaber right in the goop.
7: Right, you put it right in the goop. <laughs> uh, make a roll for that, I guess.
4: And what
2: that?
7: Oh, what do you add? Uh, seven, I guess.
2: Can the seven? goop try and jump out of the way?
7: Sure. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna. The goop wants to jump right onto her face.
7: Nice. Okay. Uh, make your roll and add add your four, cause you're badass.
2: <gasps> Fourteen. <laughs> oh.
7: <laughs> How'd you do, Fox Holly? Fifteen. Oh. Okay. oh uh, so this thing jumps at you. You uh, you you un- awaken your your un bridled lead-eye uh, forces. <laughs> and with your lead-eye, you slice it in half. And then in half again. And then in half again. And then in half again. And,
2: half again, and, half again, and you keep going. Ew, ew, <sighs> ew stop, please. No. Uh. Stay away from me, you
4: bitch! Wrong, wrong quote.
3: <laughs> <It was laughs> As the
7: last Lauren falls,
2: Ooh.
7: <sighs> you realize... There's still no fucking door. Dun-dun-dun!
4: <gasps> I take my my lightsaber and I cut myself a door. Oh,
7: shit! Oh, I didn't plan for that. I thought you were just gonna spend... Okay, you know what? You cut the fucking door. Cool. Shit, what do you do next?
4: I kick the door open.
7: You kick the door open! There is now a door where there should be none.
4: I made it. I'm the last survivor of the... Of the... What, what, what is the ship called again?
7: The USS Expendable. <laughs>
4: I'm the last survivor of the USS Expendable. I must go. And I must tell the story. And I must... Well, I think I have to blow the ship up. I'm going to run to engineering and set the, the self-destruct.
7: Okay. Um, you get there. Uh, <laughs> and you... Uh, you input the passcode. You have 30 seconds to vacate. Bloop 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 bloop. Okay,
4: let's go. And she's running to the the sick the ba- uh, not sick bay <laughs> shuttle bay.
7: <laughs> the shuttle bay. Uh, you run to the shuttle bay, and uh, you realize a, um, escape is just within your grasp. But you see it—a <gasps> small cat.
4: <gasps> Jonesy, is that you? Choice. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I had to. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. So I are you lost too? I, maybe you were in the, in the, uh, uh, the animal bay. Wow. Oh, aren't you cute? Wow. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do you want to come with me? I, I we have to escape the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Here you go, let me pick you up. Oh, aren't you sweet? Mm All right. (laughs) Wow, that almost sounds human. (laughs) I'm gonna go, uh, let's see, I'm going to take the uh, expendable 3A shuttle. Okay, you take the shuttle Uh,
7: as you escape into the endless space our All camera right. slowly starts to go black but not before it leaves itself on the cat who has three eyes
3: <gasps> no. <laughs> no.
7: and that's the end of our story bitches
2: wait where, wait 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 where's where's the happy ending
7: what the happy yeah. ending is that the monster gets to live and infects the next galaxy.
2: Mm. It oh. could be
7: right behind you.
2: Oh, Iris, look out! <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> Iris jumps into Kane's lab. <laughs> I
7: had a really hard time
1: getting into Bullsteel's character. I just just don't know what's going on in that guy's
7: head, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we
7: haven't seen him in a while. Mm. I think mm. he's, like, plotting some shit, man. Oh. I don't know.
2: I found it a little too easy to get into the Lawrence heads, and I'm a little concerned.
7: <laughs> you were amazing.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm I'm kind of scared. I feel like I need to give all of you a hug and just say really nice things for the next 24 hours. <laughs> so, Zach, are you going to spend the night with us here and camp out?
7: Oh, we're camping? Oh, well, yes. I fucking love camping. Sure. Fine. Yeah, man. Why not? All right. You guys like uh, campfire
0: tunes?
5: Mm, sure. Sure.
7: Cool, I'll play you one. (laughs) And then he plays the guitar, and a, a hearty jig... Uh, emerges from the sound of the guitar
0: <laughs> Zach begins to play the guitar as marshmallows are passed and your uh, premium fire camping kit that you got uh, the fire is now changing multicolors as well which is probably toxic to mix marshmallows but yeah, don't worry
3: <laughs> but most of you are like
0: semi-immortal anyway so you'll be fine and as our camera kind of pans our camera uh, fixes with a downward shot of the group around the floor, Fire and pans up and up and up as our group gets smaller and smaller within the woods and it flips up to the very sky. And for a second, you swear you see a spaceship cut across the stars.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> as our camera fades away. <laughs>